Welcome, everybody, to the H3 podcast extravaganza, mm. bonanza, Whoa, switching it up. fiesta. Yes, it is us, Ethan and Ela Klein, back with another episode. We are back, joined by, of course, producer Dan, uh, intern Ian, and sound lad Zach. What a terrific game we've got. And I thank all of you, you're my terrific Fooper Troopers out there who are joining us on this beautiful Friday. We've got a lot to get to, a lot to say. First of all, thank you to our sponsors, ExpressVPN and Stamps.com. Mm-hmm. Ela, how are you feeling on this beautiful, glorious God's Friday? I am entering the last trimester of the pregnancy. Yeah. Meaning three months left. Mm. And also meaning I'm starting to suffer. <clears throat> yeah, you're suffering a lot. <laughs> My back really hurts like all the time. Yeah. And um I can't fit into any clothes. Yeah, you got this your pants the pants that you wear are crazy. You got like this fat girdle. Are you wearing it now? The underwear? Yeah. No, not the underwear, oh, the girt, the pants. No, I'm not wearing no. that. <laughs> anyway, Eli's getting big as a house. It's great. You can't hide anywhere. Show it, stand up and show. Just, you don't have to, don't lift your shirt, but just to see, like, when she walks around, it's like, damn. I feel like, well, that I shirt. I feel like it always looks less big on camera for that some That shirt reason. hides it well. Yeah. But, uh. I feel like you could give lessons on how to hide the pregnancy. Like, you're such a pro. I swear, I forget it's that because, you're pregnant. It's because I don't like wearing <clears throat> wearing tight clothes. Mm. I never did. So yeah. that's just my immediate, it's my style. Mm. I don't even own anything really tight. Right, yeah. So. Well, there you have it, guys, from Ela herself. Now, first up, I want to get a little lighthearted because as you could tell from the title of this episode we've got some stuff to discuss we watched the michael jackson documentary leaving neverland we also watched r kelly have a breakdown on the news lots to say about that i'm looking forward to discussing but we've got some stuff to get started with um zach found it wait this isn't it oh this is the cheese slice um i thought this was the the Instagram uh, masseuse. Where's that? At the top. I don't see it. Some there's some black. Oh, that's what it is. It's getting <laughs> all weird on me. Black and blue. <laughs> Zach, you, how did you find this? Um, just scrolling through Instagram. Fusion healing. So this really shocked us. Um, she expect to feel and expect to hear as blockage stagnation releases from the body. They channel through me as a vessel to the earth. So she's giving this woman a really Intense, uh, is there sound? There is sound, right? I haven't seen this. Yeah, there's sound. I hear it. It's just quiet at the beginning. So she's getting in there, and then... I think we got it really quiet here, maybe. (laughs) Wait, what? That's what's up, man. (laughs) Who did it? (laughs) The masseuse did it. (laughs) What? Why? She kind of of blew it in her face a little bit. (laughs) Wait. Here. So, in theory, I guess, is that she's channeling the bad energy and then it comes out and burps yeah she's like grounding the chakras you know Clearly. you're coming in a little hot dan i don't know if that's what here. um i'd be like uh, what there's, there's some dudes with like burp fetishes like yo can you blow that on my face gross <laughs> yeah that was i would be like that do you mind not burping <laughs> 
that was take, shocking. It's actually, it looks nice what she's yeah, doing. Yeah, it does. I was like, damn, what's that? What is she doing? I'm kind of <laughs> into that. Then she just lays a real nasty, stinky one. She doesn't really even look away. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> she rips. I like, like the, I like the prayer she says. She's all, <laughs> Would it work if it was a guy? Oh, if it was a male masseuse? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> you have to be a pretty young uh, girl to pull that off. What if I channeled dark energy through farts? <laughs> just rip a fat one. Sorry, baby. It's just the dark arts. It's just the dark energy channeling through me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So if you're looking for some fusion healing. So did, do people expect it? Yeah, it's part of the... It's what to go for. That's her expelling the, you know, dark energy. So I would love to start. That's almost like a Nathan for you plot line. <laughs> yeah. Where you can pick a masseuse who challenges it through their ass or through their mouth. <laughs> I just love the idea of a masseuse ripping a fat ass. I was thinking maybe a curb bit. Like Larry goes in for a massage. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to do with this. Have you guys heard about the... um Throwing cheese on your bait and your your chi newborn child's face. I it, kind of did, but I have no idea why <clears throat> or what. Here, let me introduce you guys. This is the video I saw on Instagram that started it. When you toss a slice of processed cheese onto your baby's face, so this is a trend on Facebook, I guess, and Instagram. Hey, sweet innocent child that I love. How about being humiliated? Uh. Hila, you watching this? Yeah. <laughs> Why? The kid looks horrified. They're like, how? They're Why? like, Why would you? They're say like, that? here's what we're gonna do. We have a new meme. It's super awesome. What this new meme is is get. Let's get as close to child abuse as we can. Such a betrayal. But still be able to monetize it. Such a betrayal for the baby. Yeah, I mean that's. Yeah, that's bad. So Ian. But uh, who started this? Why? I, I think know. they just think it's funny and they got Facebook likes, so they're like, let's go. Now, Ian did some work for us. Ian, tell us about this compilation you put together. Oh, I was just scrolling, uh, think cheese challenge hashtag on Instagram, and there's a lot, a hmm. lot of people doing this. And what kind of videos, did you see any videos that shocked you? I mean, other than the obvious, like, the whole thing is shocking, but was there any worse than others? Well, like, the ones that had... A couple thousand likes, the baby would laugh. But if you went deep and found like five or six likes, they really smacked that baby with that cheese. <laughs> they throw the cheese hard. Yeah, yeah, they, mm. they they nail that baby. Who is this person that we were just watched? I feel bad watching this. Really on a catch. Yeah, that guy, dude. What's wrong with you? I'm about to have a kid. I can't imagine doing this to my. Beautiful, innocent, loving, pure child. You're going to throw a piece, and of all things, American cheese? It's like humiliating them right out. Right at the gate. Look at this poor kid. They start laughing at him. Hello? Why did you, you do like this to me? Cheese? I hate this person. I hate everyone who does this. Yeah, this kid's a sport, despite his parents. Watch All right, here we go. Cheese challenge, take one. All right, here we go. This is a cheese challenge. Get me a pack of smokes. With that hey, kind of up? voice, Say you really shouldn't be doing any challenges. 
Why would you do this to your poor kid? I'm just kidding. Oh, there you go. What do you mean you're just kidding? Yeah, you can't just kid. It's like punching someone in the stomach, be like, I'm just kidding. No. Right, Eli? Where'd you get that? Wait, hold on. Eli just threw a piece of American cheese at me. (laughs) Where did you, who's behind this? Who's behind this? Did Dan just sneak that in right now when he came no. to... You had this in your pocket the whole time? How long were you planning this? I can't tell you. Wow. <laughs> but I missed it. Yeah, you hit my head. Here, don't move, Ela. I'm going to cheese you. Hey, Ela, I love you. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right, you want to cheese me? Go ahead. All right. It's hard. Why is it so hard? More respect to these parents now. I got a small target too with the little baby face. I wonder if this is a game Michael Jackson played at home. <laughs> Catch the cheese. That's what's up. I got, I just che- yeah. They, got him. Now you got to eat right. it. Don't I can waste food. Confirm it doesn't feel good. <laughs> and I don't know why would you do that to a baby. Do we need to watch more? Do we get the idea? <laughs> why is that even fun? How? It's not. Why didn't you just throw a piece of poop on it? Like, why American cheese? Why stop there? And the, <laughs> the kids are not even finding it funny either. They're like, why? You know, Maybe. some Mama. of them I see, they just kind of place it on the kid's face almost. And it's like... Oh, that was very forceful. Yeah, that when it like smacks like that. It's like, come on. Yeah, so this lady pretty much threw it uh, a full force. Like, <laughs> Damn. Almost like yeah. this lady is getting out some ag- hate she has towards her baby. Like, there's no other way to interpret that. She's like, dude, is that what's going on here? They're like, I got this American cheese challenge. I hate my baby. I'm going to throw it at its face. Like, look how hard she throws it. That's unreasonable. <laughs> and she's the girl's like, Mom, I trust you. And this is how serial killers are born. You can see them on the, on the couch of their therapist uh, 20 years later. You know, kids have a sense of humor, and they'll usually laugh at, like, slapstick. Mm. Comedy, like mm-hmm. whatever funny faces, and th- these kids are not even smiling. No, they're, they're like, shocked. What is wrong with you? <laughs> the ultimate betrayal. I am so freaking. Uh, I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm scared. I can't believe I'm going to be a dad in three months. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. Damn. And Gila's <laughs> got this huge stomach, and there's like a baby in it, and it's kicking all the time. And yeah, the weird thing as the father is that I don't. Ela has a much stronger connection already to the baby because sometimes I just forget she's pregnant sometimes because she hides it so well. And she, the baby is kicking all day, right? Like for you, it's very real. I don't forget it. Yeah. yeah. Is Theodore <laughs> kicking right now? No. Is he kicking this morning? Yes. Every time I, every day when I wake up, it's like lots of movements. <clears throat> mm. I mean, I cannot imagine what that's like to have a creature rolling around in your yeah, stomach. It's like you feel like. Ugh. Wow. That's incredible. That's so crazy. <laughs> and then also just the I, the concept that it's like, it's half me, half you. Yeah. That we just created this baby inside of you. It's so weird. Yeah. And he's going to come out and he's going to look like me. You just can't understand it. It's just, it's like, it's just so <laughs> unreal. It's like magic. And loving your kid almost in a way is like self-love. Because everybody has to be humble and they're like, uh, because with their kid, they're like, you're so smart. You're amazing. You're the best. You're almost talking to yourself in that sense, right? 
It's a way of loving yourself. I guess we'll and a, and see. And that's acceptable. I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't know, obviously, but it's weird because it's, it's us. At I least don't the, think so. I think it's just unconditional love because this thing is like so pure yeah. and cute. But it looks like us. <laughs> is that crazy? I think it's going to look it like me. It's going like to have your eyes. One of us. It may look like you. This thing is going to look. It's going to look like both of us. He's going to have your eyes, and he's going to have my my mug that only a mother could love. <laughs> <laughs> and well, <laughs> little Theodore, I'm already excited to like take him to Disneyland and yeah, take him to petting zoos. Freaking heck! It's going to be so fun. I'm excited. My sister gave birth this week. Yeah, congratulations. How many is that? Three. It's our third child, and um. Yeah, it's so crazy. Like, you see her before, pregnant and all, but then the moment after, you see, like, a real baby, mm -hmm. and that came out of her. I know, it's so I wild. I don't know how. <laughs> so wild. <laughs> well, before you, uh, I mean, got pregnant, I was like, how is a baby going to come out of you? Because you're so skinny and your figure is so small. Well, I'm still wondering that. Well, no, but your figure <laughs> has accommodated. Like, your body and everything is accommodating to a yeah. level where I was like, really surprised just to see how much your body's changed and now i'm just like oh yeah mm -hmm. you got a you got a baby rearing body the body just uh does it's thick in other words you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you look great though um game of thrones season eight trailer is out is that worth watching or is it just like whatever it looks great i'm excited for game of thrones Super, super, I'm not super a, excited. I'm excited for the show. I still haven't watched the trailer, and I, I'm not a trailer person. I don't care about it. This one's yeah. pretty hype, though. Well, the thing, trailers are inherently... If you can avoid trailers, you're better off, because it's like all spoilers, all misdirection, yeah. all misinformation. It gets you excited. I'm already excited. I don't need to watch I'm the excited, trailer. I'm excited, yeah. I don't know how they're going to wrap that show up in, like, eight episodes, though. Not even. I think... Six? Oh, for real? That's yeah, kind of but they're all like sign. super long. Like, so they're super long. Dan. It's mm -hmm. practically like six movies. Okay, worth. They're like an hour yeah. and a half, right? Yeah, Dan? exactly. Mm -hmm. I wonder why did they do it like that? Because they could have milked it for an extra three episodes. Yeah. Well, I think because um, they got the same budget each year, and so if they do less episodes, they can spend more and, on each one. Hmm, you know really? what I mean? Yeah. So it's the epic executives are like battles all over the place and all that kind of stuff. Wow. We is all I have to say. Yeah. I mean, I definitely love the hour and a half episode. I am all in. But there's a shot of John and Daenerys walking towards two dragons, and you're like, mm. John's gonna ride that mother effer, mm -hmm. and they're gonna bone. Ride it like he rode his aunt. <laughs> Auntie. Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, listen. If, she, if my aunt looked like that, <laughs> I'd ride a dragon with her. Um, my aunts are, wow, they do not look like that. Uh, <laughs> um, it looks amazing. I'm so excited, dude. I'm excited, too. It's going to be a freaking blast. When the show started, I wasn't so much into it. It kind of seemed like soap opera. Yeah. Cheesiness, but, um, I like it now. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's irresistible. <laughs> yeah. I've read the books and the mo and the show now is so much further than the books. I don't even I don't even remember that the books are a thing. Oh yeah, Ethan is one and and your whole family. I don't know if everyone else is also, I don't know. But I feel like there's a lot of people like me probably. E Ethan is the kind of person who knows all the names and someone pops Not up. All. 
Yes, you oh, did. Oh, yeah, I've read all the books twice. I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, right. that's, okay. that's another level. Sorry. Oh my that's God. crazy, Dan. <laughs> so you're one of those guys, too. Yeah. Okay. Well, when the show first started, I read through them, and then, I don't yeah, know, it was about too. like a year ago, um, I uh, I just started again. I don't know why. They're great, <laughs> is why. I no, they're good reads. Yeah. Um, so when you guys see someone on the screen, you're like, oh, yeah, that's that guy who was this. And I'm that. the annoying guy talking over the entire episode explaining. No, that's Rhaegar. Rhaegar was murdered by Robert at the <laughs> yeah. Battle of the, uh, of the whatever. You know, the, well, when I did Robert kill uh, Rhaegar, at Dan? At the Battle of the, the Trident. Yes, the obviously. Trident, of course. Yeah. This conversation. And he destroyed him with his giant mallet right to the chest, and the ruby came off and went into the river right down. Right, although it might not have been him because rubies uh, oh, are Jesus. always uh, associated with glamours and illusions. <clears throat> in wait, no, that was yeah, but mm. that was his armor. That was his armor that people right, knew right, him to but, wear. But oh, get out of here! The rest Dan. of the series, rubies are associated <laughs> with illusions. So maybe he's still alive. Give me a break. He's wow. Mance. He's Mance Raider. Nice, wow, Zach. Wow. But the the trailer did show that the Hound is alive. Mm. He was brought back to life. We knew that didn't in we? the book. Mm-hmm. Sorry, spoilers. It's a fucking show that's been out for years. <laughs> if you haven't read it, then who cares? No, but we and it's kn- in the trailer. We knew he was alive from the last season, right? The book diverges in such a weird way because I don't know if this is a spoiler, but um, I just come on. It's it's been so long. If you're not gonna, the book is so much different than the mm-hmm. yeah. But so the priest of of uh, fire, Rylor, she brings back the mom. Back to life. In the books. Yeah. Really? And the mom starts like a bandit. The Stark's mom? Uh, Caitlin uh, yeah. Stark, right? Yes, correct. And she starts some crazy, like... Revenge uh, cult. Yeah. She's going around and murdering and she's everybody like, that exactly. wrong Exactly. Wow. And so, that that never happened. So she's kind of, like, crazy when she comes back? Well, she's like a demon. Yeah, she's she, a revenge kinda, she loses it yeah. a little bit, yeah. She's definitely wow. not the old Caitlin. <laughs> Lady, they call her Lady. What do they call her, Dan? Lady Stoneheart. Yeah, Lady Stoneheart. It's pretty cool. It's a little mm. on the nose, to be honest. But and then also the Hound was reanimated, right, Dan? Uh, the Hound? No, you're thinking of the Mountain. That gets oh no, I thought brother. I thought he died and he was brought back. Oh, well, he was brought back in the show, wasn't he? Yeah, the Hound's back in the show. Yeah, he's not back in the books. Oh, okay. So it's like, yeah, at this point, they they really are just different things, which yeah. is fine. You know, yeah, they're both good in different ways. Yeah, one will end, one won't. <laughs> one will never be written. <laughs> Pretty Sorry, much. <laughs> um, so I'm excited. That's less than a month away. Ooh. I'm Hype. so excited. Hey, everybody. I'm gonna uh, sleep with a kid oh, no. all <laughs> night. Ow! Ow! What did uh, the little kid say in Michael Jackson's bed? Oh All right. <laughs> no, Jamona. <laughs> Jamona. Hey. Ow. We'll get to that later. Um. <laughs> so you guys know that I'm passionate about awful food on Instagram. I am uh-huh. love it. Very passionate. It's a it's a hobby of mine. I can spend <laughs> hours on Instagram just looking at the food. Ninety percent of it is really bomb-ass looking like barbecue and stuff that I love. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of this Turkish food that fascinates me because it's so different and, and and it looks amazing. But there's a lot of really just awful shit and it cracks me up. And especially because a lot of it is extremely popular. Here is one example that I f- recently came across. Okay. 
Now, this is a perfectly delicious looking burger. What better thing to do than to literally take a diary over it? I mean, what the F is this? Are you freaking what is kidding this me? Sauce, what? <laughs> I, I assuming it's so some kind cheese. of cheese sauce. For the audio listeners, it's just a giant burger and they're just completely covering it, bun and all, with a diarrhea. I don't know. It's a cheese sauce. I don't know. I mean, it's a really beautiful, completed whole burger. Perfectly edible and delicious looking. So the guy takes a huge bowl. How are you supposed to eat it now? Full of cheese sauce and. And um, dumps it on it. Not a little bit. He dump. He covers it. So I was like, "Wow, this is really disgusting." That went from edible to inedible. <laughs> and I love how hyped the guy is. It looks amazing on camera. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It looks f- absolutely foul. So that was one. Hope you guys enjoy that. <laughs> Did you enjoy that, Ela? I enjoy hating on it. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Ian. Did you enjoy that video? Yes, very much. Thank you, Ian. Appreciate that. <laughs> Ian, how are, how are you, Ian? We love hearing from Ian, the intern. Talk to me. Tell me a little bit of something. <laughs> There's not much to tell, really. All right. I saw Captain Marvel last night. Oh, how was oh. that? I liked it. I thought it was good. You know what? Mm. I noticed a phenomenon about Captain Marvel. Rotten Tomato, and I noticed this on Metacritic and IMDb and everywhere. Critics liked it. The users are like two or three. Like, they hated it. And mm. I was like, why the, dis- why the discrepancy? Do you have any idea, Ian? Uh, yeah, it's people who are boycotting the movie because they disagreed with something Brie Larson said last year. Oh, so it's a political thing? Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, mm-hmm. God, come on. What did she say? Do you know? Marvel movie. She said something about how the amount of white guys in the reviewing community was disproportionate to... It was like only white males and something about that. Mm. In reviewing movies? Yeah. Mm. And mm, we should probably burn our house down. People got <laughs> furious about that. And we should probably hunt. the user reviews. Yeah, we should probably boycott everything she ever makes for the rest of eternity. <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about. It might be right. I don't know. Or she might be wrong. She's my. I don't know. Brie Larson but, was the girl in uh, Scott Pilgrim, right? Yeah. All right, I just hate how it's like when somebody has an opinion that you disagree with. It's like, I remember from a year ago, I'm going to downvote <laughs> you, and also I'm going to find out where you live, and I'm going to... Chimone! But everyone watched the Quinn movie. They had no problem with... Uh, That's what I'm saying. The hypo- people Singer. have, like, these... The people have, like, tunnel vision. It's like, yeah. oh, we loved Bohemian Rhapsody. We want to give it all the ro- awards, and Mally Relic, or whatever his name is, that <laughs> fucking serial killer. Rami. He's uh, the best, <laughs> fabulous, we love it. Also, it was directed by a known pedophile, um, but, oh, we love it. It's going to win all the awards. It was directed by a known pedophile. Uh, what, what's his name? Uh, Brian, uh, what was his name? Singer. Brian Singer. Singer. Alleged, alleged. Don't sue us. Oh, known? Did I say known? I meant alleged. Highly alleged. The allegations are outlined in a documentary. <laughs> Got him. No, but uh, for real, I don't. I'm not familiar with the story of. Yeah, this. I, don't, I don't know what she said. Maybe it was stupid, but Girl, I mean, my God. So she says one stupid thing, you're gonna f- try to like fucking give me. A break. What does it have to do with the movie? Yeah, what does it have to yeah. do with the movie? Like, come on. Like, how many people work on a movie? As if it's just her project. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to guess, it's going to be a uh, just 
a run-of-the-mill Marvel movie anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah, They're all about I, the same quality. You know, I was, a, I was a little hyped. I thought it looked interesting, but I don't know that I'm going to see. Do you recommend watching it, Ian? If you like those movies, I mean, it is more of the same. More it's, of the same. You know. Because I am excited about Endgame, which is the part two to Infinity War, and it ties into that as I understand it. Is that correct, Ian? Yeah, it does. And Ian, did, were you on a date when you saw the movie last night? Nope, I was all alone and weeping. <laughs> by yourself? Did you really go by yourself to the movie theater? Yeah, I wanted to get out of the house. Oh, that's really, I think that's a really cute, wholesome thing to do. Ian is a, is a big-time solo movie guy. That's a very confident play. <laughs> I, I go, like, once a week, and it's hard to find people who go that often. Oh. And are you single, Ian? Yeah. Ladies, he's single. He's looking for a date. He's looking for someone to join him to the movies every week. Hello, you dream see, guy. You watch a movie once a week? Uh, Yeah, pretty much. Because there's not that many good movies. Yeah, you must see a lot of stinkers. <laughs> well, no, was... there's a lot of like indie type movies that you can hmm. dig up. Why is the camera on me? We don't have a camera on, on uh, Ian. No. He had his camera privileges taken away. Oh, man, because it's just my dumb mug every time I talk to anyone but you. <laughs> I don't like that. We got to fix that. We need to add one because when it was just pointing at everyone, you just didn't really see anyone. What can we do about that? We should think about how can we get show them because if, if Ian's talking, I'm sitting here like ticking out because I don't think the camera's on. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I need a break. I need a break from having the camera on me all the time. Maybe Fair enough. We'll we'll work on a, a webcam. Yeah, we can. We can, I don't care. Yeah, we can figure it out. Let's webcam him. All right. Um. Simple. Yeah. Okay, Ian. Well, thanks for the update. <laughs> um, appreciate it, <laughs> and uh, thank you so much. And really, God bless. God bless. Yeah. Yeah. God bless. So where were we? Oh yeah, Salt Bay. He's my favorite. Salt Bay is so unworthy of his title of being a great chef and I'm sorry to say that because <laughs> some of the stuff he does is just so stupid. Here's one for example he cuts, so this is the fillet, gold flaked filet that we've just uh, covered previously and so these girls ordered it and what he does is he puts it at the knife tip and he may, forces them to eat it. Now I've always learned that you should never point a knife at somebody let alone putting meat at the tip of a sharp blade and making someone eat it off. It seems somewhat psycho thing to do. Especially a also, customer or a guest. I haven't watched it yet, but also just the way they gotta eat it all sexy, like. Like, would you do that to a guy? Yeah. Dude, this is kind of really strange. I mean, am I wrong? Do you, I mean, it's pretty strange, right? No comment, huh? I mean, I don't like it. It's. Yeah. Knife point in the face? It's like, dude, just serve them the meat. You're not giving them a choice. Punk. I know it tastes like shit, too. It's, that guy's it's seasoned with gold flakes. How good can that steak taste? <laughs> also, you know what I was thinking about Salt Bay? Does he wash his elbows? Because <laughs> think about, like, chefs, and if you've ever worked in a restaurant, your elbows get kind of dirty because you're always leaning on shit and services. The guy's bouncing salt off his elbows. Like, dog, do you wash your elbows? Yeah, I love a. I love to eat a fillet seasoned with with uh, gold flakes. Give me a break, Salt Bay. Yeah, right. And finally, guys, before we go to break and talk about all the good stuff, it's this, already break time. Yeah, this oh. is that what I dubbed the Salmonella Burger. I saw this on that Instagram was my and gag. Was that your title? 
Yes. Ooh, getting called out. But you can have it. Wait, what? I'll share it with you. Oh, you can have it. Look at that. <laughs> that's not, that's straight up raw. <laughs> that is so raw inside. Mad cow disease. Now take a look at this. Okay. How about the raw ground beef burger? Yes. It's like, seriously, it's literally not even not cooked. Even cooked. <laughs> Bro. What the F, man? You know, when I was in New York, I noticed this phenomenon and I saw it all the time. At uh, We went to delis all the time. Mm. And I would notice old people eating burgers that were rare and they yes. would order them bloody rare. Yeah. Old people. What's with that? They're trying to die. <laughs> They're trying to end it. Like Wait, old, old people would do it super rare? I thought the old people thing was to, like, burn it to a crisp. Every single <laughs> one was like, I want it super rare burger. Wow. We would eat at a lot of diners and stuff like that. And, you Don't know, burger at a diner, you yeah. don't want it rare. Fuck no. For sure. Yeah, so no. <laughs> we would see it a lot. I would order no pink at all. I'm not fucking around. But imagine being, like, 85 and having, like, diarrhea food poisoning. I mean, that's a way to go. That's enough of that. So up next, we've got Papa John has finally resolved with Papa John. Don't go away to find out the the stunning details. It may shock you. R. Kelly has a meltdown. You will be shocked and awed by this. And finally, Michael Jackson, did he do it? Find out after the break. Admit it. You think that cybercrime is something that happens to other people, and you may think that nobody wants your data, or that hackers can't grab your password or credit card details, but you are wrong. Stealing data from unsuspected people on public Wi-Fi is one of the simplest and cheapest ways that hackers make money. When you leave your internet connection unencrypted, you might as well be writing your password and credit card number on a huge billboard or on your frickin' forehead, because it's that easy to get. That's why I decided to take action I protect myself from cyber criminals using ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN secures and anonymizes, anonymizes, anonymizes your internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. ExpressVPN is easy to use apps run seamlessly in the background of your computer, phone, or tablet. Turning on ExpressVPN protection only takes one click. And using ExpressVPN, I can safely serve on public Wi-Fi without being snooped on or having my data stolen. For less than $7 a month, you can get the same ExpressVPN that I use myself. ExpressVPN is rated number one VPN service by TechRadar, and it comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So, protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months of free protection at expressvpn.com slash h3. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash h3 for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash h3 to learn more. Nobody really has time to go to the post office. You're busy, right, Ela? Who's got time for all the traffic, parking, lugging all the mail and packages? It's a real hassle. 
That's right. That's Thank you, Elo. That's why you need Stamps.com, one of the most popular time-saving tools for small businesses. Stamps.com eliminates trips to the post office and saves you time and money with discounts that you couldn't even get at the post office. Stamps.com brings you all the amazing services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer, whether you're a small office sending invoices or an online seller shipping out products or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day. Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, you hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in a mailbox. It's that simple, folks. With Stamps.com, you get five cents off every first-class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. What? That's a huge discount. Not to mention it's a fraction of the cost for those expensive postage meters. Type sub scan. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's a no wonder that 700,000 small businesses already use Stamps.com. So right now for our listeners, you get a special offer that includes four-week trial plus a free postage plus digital scale. What? Without any long-term commitment. So, just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in H3. That's Stamps.com. Hit that microphone and type in H3. Let's all get shipping and stamping right now. Papa John. As you know, he is a man that has become a part of this nation, this H3 army, if you were. And Papa John, as you know, was ousted from his own company. We followed this story extensively. Now, there has been developments in the story. The fight between Papa John and Papa John's, which I'll never tire of saying that, (laughs) seems to have finally been settled as Papa has agreed to give up his seat on the board in exchange for the ability to have input in choosing his successor. Wow. Papa John is still the largest shareholder of the company, so although he's not no longer CEO, he still wields considerable influence. It's so confusing to me. I don't understand how big companies are, how it works. Hmm. But I guess I'm starting to understand. So you have the board, mm-hmm. and they're the ones who make decisions on the actual yes. company. <coughs> well, I think the but board— But then you have shareholders, and— So shareholders don't have any influence. They're just people that own stocks. But if you're on the board, and again, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but I think board of directors vote on certain issues, and then there's the CEO that manages the day-to-day. They're like the chief officer. Okay. I don't know. Um, so, in other words, um, as, as uh, I don't know who wrote this, but it's apt. The right of the pizza king to choose his pizza prince shall not be infringed. <laughs> and... Um, since the country began, uh, Shatner has was had founded about thirty five years ago. Has completely scrubbed. Yes, you, we we know that. Here, hit me hit me with it. He sued his own company several times. As part of this deal, he has agreed to drop two lawsuits he had brought against the company. In a statement on Tuesday, Mister Shatner said the agreement would help avoid a costly and expensive proxy. Proxy war by identifying a mutually acceptable new pizza god. 
In other words, I brought this pizza empire <laughs> out of nothing, out of dough, out of flour, out of water, out of salt. I beat the dough with my very hands. Bo, this was meant to be your pizza crust bowl. You were meant to sauce, to pepperoni, to pie. And now, we must choose together a pizza successor. Abarabaum! It's Papa John. How could you take Papa John out of Papa John? It don't make no sense. It's the company is called a Papa John. I am Papa John. You can't separate that sauce from the pizza pie. It's inevitable. <laughs> now they say to me. We need like a sad uh, slideshow of Papa John pictures. They say to me, Papa. You must settle the lawsuits or we cannot survive with the lawsuits, Papa. A Papa mm. divided cannot stand. And to this I say, Boo was meant to stand for the pizza empire. And now you want oh, what the Chuck E. Cheese? Oh, the little Caesar. More like little seizure. I am Papa John. I built Papa John's from the ground up and remained its largest shareholder. I love my company, its employees, especially what was the name of that delivery boy who brought the pizza? Who I give a big tip. Matt. Matt. We love Matt. <laughs> big tip. Franchisees <laughs> and customers. The board wants to silence me. <laughs> so this is my website and my way to talk to you. Now, you've seen my home. I have a pizza mansion. What are you even saying? <laughs> Silence. <laughs> now, if you want to own the pizza game, we must come together. I elect to be the next pizza god, Papa Bo. Bo is in the house. We should write a script about this whole story for a movie. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. And I imagine, my accent's changed. Now I imagine <laughs> Papa John Shatner, he's in his backyard, putting up the laundry and all that, you know. And then suddenly disaster strikes, a heart attack face down in the mud, just like in Godfather. <laughs> Who takes over his trusty, loyal son? He didn't want to be involved, but circumstances forced mm. anyway. We can even include the scene with the big tip, Matt, and big then because his story Excuse apparently. Me? Oh yeah, was Matt with tragedy? Tragic. Too. Matt, the uh, delivery boy, had apparently tragically passed away in a what? car accident. For real? Yeah, yeah. Tip, but not forgotten. Oh, the chat is the chat saying rip Matt too. Yeah, <laughs> no rip Matt. Oh man, uh, tipped but not forgotten. <laughs> You know, I never felt the urge to make a movie, but um, Papa John, mm. the ch Papa John the versus Papa John. Papa John. <laughs> oh, the, the Papa versus Pop. Like, yeah. uh, there's these <laughs> Kramer versus Kramer. Well, there was this great O.J. Simpson uh, true crime documentary, like O.J. versus the people of the United States, mm. or, or the people, whatever. Yeah. So Papa John versus Papa John, like the court case. I mean, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Welcome to Papa's house. 
how, oh, man. What if Papa John went and worked for like Little Seizures or something? <laughs> now Papa is forced to go to the competing family. I don't think any pizza place would take them. Dan, with these hands, I've built pies. I've made sauce. You think that I'm out on the street with the knowledge, with the son I have, the money I've made? What are you about? A galagoo? About a goo? <laughs> and now you force me to join another family who I've sworn allegiance against. I have sworn my sworn enemy. So is he like Italian in your head or? Yes, he's the godfather. The what is he in reality? Family. He's Italian. Isn't he from like Kentucky or some shit? He's just yes. a white boy? Yes, he's from Ohio or some shit. <laughs> he's, a, he's an old school white boy that casually drops the N-word. And now I've been forced to join with my sworn enemies. <laughs> I had made an allegiance. I said, if I see an employee of Little Caesars, they're dead. Whatever they walk in my neighborhood. And now I'm in the kitchen. I'm a little scissors. Throw it by. How are you doing that with Silence. I'm in little scissors and Wait, I'm tossing Silence. Them. No, it's silence. Like Jeff Dunham. I tell you. <laughs> and now I'm delivering pizzas for little scissors. It's such a shame. I cannot eat that bad. <laughs> I show up to the door with a... It's like a collage of characters. <laughs> I, sh- I show up to the door delivering a Little Caesars pizza and they laugh at me. They say, aren't you Papa John? I'll take your pizza. No dip. I give man a big dip. Why I look at him dip? <laughs> they don't respect me. My name is Papa John. I can't respect <laughs> and they eat, they love the butter sauce. They love the butter sauce, but they don't love me. <laughs> now it's like the character from Lord of the Rings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Spamming that in the chat. All right. Turned into Golem. <laughs> it's hot in here, eh? <laughs> is it hot in here or is it just me? It's just you. Because <laughs> of you. Heating it up. <laughs> What's next? Alright. <laughs> so my our hearts go out to uh Papa John. In other words. <laughs> Tom J in the chat suggests uh Andy Circus should play Papa John in the film, but as mocap, like a CG Papa John. <laughs> CG Papa John would be fantastic. <laughs> I wonder if we could cast like Tim Heidecker would be fantastic as Papa John. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or like uh just mix it up, really. I just like the picture of him being the only CG character. Like the Alita <laughs> Battle Angel movie. It's just a CG Papa John with a live-action cast. Like Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, his animation. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't get his permission, so... We name it like Papa... Papa Jan. Jan. All right, so R. Kelly, um, we've spoken about. R. Kelly, I find R. Kelly to be, first of all, a very interesting foil to what's going on with Michael Jackson because people have no problem accepting the reports, the allegations, the documentaries about R. Kelly. Everybody takes that at face value, you know. We've all kind of 
come together and said, you know what, R. Kelly's kind of a effed up dude. Let's not support him anymore. Um, Michael Jackson is different. The people, the the amount of defending, and not just, well, it's one thing to defend Michael Jackson, but there's there's an active campaign. It's this really vicious, mm-hmm. very vicious people who do not like differing opinions. It's just, it's a reminder to, like, how huge Michael Jackson yeah. is. And people love him. Like, yeah. Really nothing else even comparable. Yeah. Right. And all over the world. Maybe the, the Beatles. Work. Maybe. <laughs> the thing is, it's like it's all different. the Beatles squeezed into one person. Right. Yeah, that's true. Like right. One super. Right. It's all him. He's a one-man show. <laughs> right. And he's got the story of being a victim and people. People don't want to think that this person could do horrible stuff. I didn't want to. For a long time, I was like, there's no way. Yeah. Certainly. Me too. I was always on the fence with Michael Jackson. But before we get into that, let's first talk about R. Kelly, because he was in the news. Um, he did a, his first right, man, interview think I need to since, be a monster. Um, you know, being accused. And people started canceling his shows and taking him off the radio. Um, there was a documentary about it that was the catalyst for all of this. Again, an interesting really foil good. to Michael Jackson. It was a great documentary. <clears throat> um, what was it called? Leaving or, or no, uh, something about surviving our surviving, surviving, yeah, surviving our Kelly. Kelly. It was fantastic uh, documentary. Um, basically, alleging that he has a harem really of girls living with him. Who he, he again? They're not being chained up, but yeah, they're being manipulated. Like, they're being—I mean—brainwashed, for lack of a better word. So, <laughs> it's not like the, they can't go walk out. But there's—it's abuse. It's so certainly abuse. There's no question about it. But at, at any rate, I mean, it's hard to explain the whole thing. Yeah. Don't watch. But go ahead and watch this clip where he's defending himself. What would it be for me to, <laughs> with my crazy past and what I've been through? Oh, right now, I just think I need to be a monster and hold girls against their will, chain them up in my basement and and don't let them eat and don't let them out unless they need some shoes down the street from their uncle. <laughs> sounds but like I, an Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, he's acting. It sounds it's like an Eddie Murphy bit. <laughs> is that is that some detail in the story that I'm unaware of about I the shoes? It's such a weird aside. Shoes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I don't recall them ever saying he chained anyone up either. You know right. what I mean? Like no. that's part of kind of it's maybe, like, well, we never maybe he's said. saying too much. Yeah, it's like, wait, what? <laughs> Nobody accuses you. Well, no, what he does is he makes every anecdote more extreme. Yeah, just be like, making, oh, I never did that. Making a mockery of it by like, yeah, making it so crazy, so hyperbolic that yeah. it's obviously, yeah. But people, nobody believes R. Kelly, so it's kind of quit playing. Robert. I didn't do this stuff. This is not me. I'm fighting for my life. Y'all killing me with this. I gave you 30 years of my career. Is that a Papa Robert. John impression? 30 years of my career. Are y'all trying to kill me? You're killing me, man. This is not about music. I'm trying to have a relationship with my kids, and I can't do it. The sound guy's like, dude, laugh. The laugh. <laughs> He's got the mic on his chest. He keeps slamming. The sound guy's like, oh, God. I've seen people even give this uh, <coughs> news channel shit for giving him any airtime. Mm. Wow. And I think, like, 
Oh, no. sure. Let the guy speak. Let's it's, hear him out. It's well, legendary. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, if anything, he's so volatile. Yeah. This that it go, just goes to show that you know, behind closed doors is what I. I mean, the guy's got a temper clearly. Y'all just don't want to believe the truth. You don't want to believe it. At this point, we briefly pause the interview to give Kelly a moment. <laughs> his publicist helped calm him down. <laughs> his publicist. That's his crisis manager. Yeah. His, Li- literally. It's a crisis manager probably. How can he something. afford a crisis manager when he can't even post bail? Can't. He has no money, apparently. That guy's working on, uh... Um... Can, I don't know. Well, they say he claims that he has very little cash, but I'm sure he has, like, assets. You know, he probably just doesn't have liquid cash, but probably has houses know. and stuff. Now you think it's all gone at this point? I've seen reports that he's dead broke. Yeah. Damn. I mean, Damn. he... He, uh, he, oh, he just went back to prison for... For owing $160,000 in back child support that he never paid. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, nice. so some anonymous female friend came and posted $100,000 bail for him to get out. And then two weeks later, he went back into prison for $160,000 on back child support he never paid. Yeah. Whoops. So he's, he really, I think, doesn't have any money, actually. Which is crazy because at his peak success, I read, he was worth $150 million. Wow. Imagine blowing that much money. I mean, R. Kelly was extraordinarily popular. In the 90s, yeah, he yeah. was pretty much top. Apparently, the full interview is going to come out tonight at mm. 8. Mm. Oh, so we're going to get more of this? Yeah. <laughs> I saw some clips. They were phenomenal. Yeah. They're really milking it. <laughs> I can't blame them. It's really, it's huge. <laughs> I love how they're dabbing his makeup uh, <laughs> as he's having a meltdown. This camera keep going. No, we're going to let the camera keep true. rolling. This is not true. This doesn't even make sense. Why would I hold all these women... The, his publicist is like, not making my job easy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Their mothers and fathers told me we're going to destroy his your publicist co- is like, dude, <laughs> snap out of it. <laughs> real. But Kelly's emotions remained raw. It's real girls out there missing. It's real young girls out there being abducted, <laughs> being raped. Okay? When I they saw really this, eye on when I saw this, I was like, you got any leads? <laughs> You know what, what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's like that argument is strange because it's like, well, you got leads? I mean, chains. They really do have chains on their on their very wrists and they can't chains. get out. Robert, and they're ending up buried in deep. Robert, we have to have a conversation. Really. I, I don't want you just ranting at the camera. Well, I, I, think I came here for them to hear me okay, talk. But I need help. What kind of help? This is the kind of help I need. Yes, what kind of help? I need somebody to help me not have a big heart. Because my <laughs> <laughs> That's like being at the job interview being like, well, my biggest uh, my biggest uh, defect is that I work too hard. Yeah. I'm too good at everything All I right. do. My heart is so big, people betray me, and I keep forgiving them. You sound like you're playing the victim here. You sound like R. Kelly. You do. When I you listen like to that. you, it does sound the like truth. you're playing the victim I'm card. just telling the truth. And the reason I'm emotional Robert, and I apologize for that no, is no, because no, this no. is the first time... I was able to, to say speak. something. Yeah. I've said nothing. Yeah, well, you um, remained tough. So, what thoughts? <laughs> it's amazing how I find him very credible. Not convincing <laughs> this performance was. <laughs> well, what's even less convincing is when he brings out his two girlfriends to Yeah, which was the follow-up. Yeah. You know. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I just for me mostly I'm just I'm struck by by how different the reaction to R. Kelly is compared to Michael Jackson. 
And, you know, people people always joke, oh, like, have you seen the uh, Michael Jackson documentary as somehow trying to lampoon people who are like, oh, I watched the documentary and it changed my mind. And they act like, oh, well, you haven't done any research. All you've done is watch a documentary. Yeah. But the R. Kelly one is actually has less firsthand because the R. Kelly one is just from the parents' perspective. Yeah. But the Michael Jackson one is firsthand experiences. And I actually felt like in the Michael Jackson one, throughout <coughs> them telling their stories, you're always seeing evidence Corro- to corroborate the story. So corroborated. They're saying, like, Michael would come to our house every night, and then there's pictures of him <coughs> in their house. You yeah, know? he would and send us faxes every night. Pictures and they have faxes. the faxes. He would like, send us that was one of the weirdest things, yeah, the, the faxes. faxes. He oh, used, my God. He used to so uh, send us letters. He used to write us notes. He used to call and leave messages. Yeah. They've got all of it. He gave us memorabilia. He did this. He did that. He got all of it. They got pictures. They got photos. They got everything to corroborate every detail. And I mean, even public footage <coughs> of Michael with the family or Michael with the yeah. kid. Like, yeah. it's all out there. So I felt like, if anything, that doc, the Michael Jackson it's documentary, way more credible. had a lot more evidence. I feel like it was absolutely credible. And and people who are decrying the documentary <clears throat> are protesting it. And out of protest, are not watching it. I find that ironic because they're so obsessed with research. But this documentary, even if you are dead, even if you totally believe Michael Jackson is innocent, this is a documentary worth watching because it's research. It's first town account of people who are who are accusing him of the most heinous, one of the most heinous crimes you can imagine. So even if you're dead set on Michael Jackson's innocent, these guys are fraud. Um, you got to watch it for for research. At least if I'm having a discussion about a book that you haven't read, you can't really talk to me about the book. If I'm yeah. talk, It's like you haven't watched it. How can you have a conversation about it? So I guess they're thinking they're not watching it out of protest because yes. they disagree with the concept of making a one-sided documentary or not including like the other side of Michael Jackson's family right. or and whatever. It, but And I'll just, to be yeah. devil's advocate, you know, they're argument is that prior to it being released, um, at least on HBO, you know, it was screened a couple times, I think at Sundance and everything, um, you know, the, the PR campaign already kicked into full gear to discredit the guys. So mm-hmm. before anybody before anybody even had the opportunity to watch it, they had been convinced that there's no reason to because these guys, you know, don't have any credibility. Why, why should I listen to them? All right. Well, and, uh, and a lot of the stuff I hear people saying is stuff like, Oh, they already testified under oath, and now they changed their mind because they're getting paid from HBO. And somebody who says that is somebody who clearly hasn't watched the documentary because that's one of the main thrusts of the documentary right. is that exploring was, yeah. how can you testify under oath several times for Michael Jackson and then all of a sudden come out so hard against him. And it's it's way bigger than They weren't that. paid by HBO, by the way. Sorry, Hila. They weren't paid by anyone. Yeah, that too. But... That that point is exactly why this documentary is bigger than just Michael Jackson, and that's what Oprah was saying in the third part, because it's about abuse, mm-hmm. and you can you can go on your whole life not knowing even that what happened to you as a kid was wrong, and then at some point as an adult, all of a sudden, understand what happened, and like I think it's just people don't understand <coughs> abuse. Right. And so they're like, oh, they changed their story and they stood for him before. But I think they really showed that part so well in the documentary. Mm-hmm. And that was why I found it so, like, good. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. 
Well, we will talk more about that because we are working our way down to that. I have plenty to say about that. Jamon! Jamon! Um, so let's watch the girls interviewed on R. Kelly. This is the first time hearing, to be honest with you, that your parents are trying to get money from R. Kelly. Okay. Because your father told a very different story <clears throat> yeah, to well, me last night. Yeah, he's, he's the manipulative. He's very manipulative, so he's the one you need to watch out for. But uh, my dad and my mom... They started to send threats to both me and him. They said, oh, I'll put all your naked pictures all over the world. I'm going to ruin you. I'm going to ruin him. If he doesn't send $20,000 to this bank account by Monday, oh, I'm going to put everything out there and then $10,000 after that. <clears throat> You're trying to solicit me like I'm some <laughs> hoe. I'm not. I'm your child. Exactly. Yeah, you sound very angry with your parents. You sound very angry and very pained. It's very insightful of her. <laughs> You appear to be Tell upset. Tell me, Ashwell, why you're crying. Tell me. I'm I think crying. That's good what because she's you guys done, don't know the truth. You guys clearly so unstable. Right. Facade that our parents are saying. This is all lies for money. And if you can't see that, you're ignorant and you're oh, stupid. I was like, what money? The guy can't even get post bail. What? Well, this is the worst shakedown ever. <laughs> That's the worst claim that their parents just want their kids back. Like they haven't seen these girls in years now. Yeah. They can't yeah. talk to them. Um, they're the last thing they want is money. And their claim is is that their the parents have naked pictures of them together and that they're threatening to release. How would the parents have that? I don't yeah, know. Sure Everything she said here is the first time. <clears throat> Anyone who said there's no background to the parents asking for money or all that stuff. Mm. Well, yeah, she's and then she goes on to say Well, I'll, I'll just play it As f Because you want to be all because that's the world we live in negativity sells exactly. Gossip is what sells exactly. rumors are what sells exactly but Jocelyn and, and Azrael this is more than gossip This is more than just rumors these are decades of allegations. She's fantastic, by the way. We're not here to talk Daily. about decades. We're here to talk about what our parents are doing right now. Right. And what they're doing right now is all for money. Right. Now, both sets of parents deny ever asking Kelly for money or receiving money from him. By the way, she was saying earlier uh, before this timestamp that it was her parents' idea for her to go become a singer for R. Kelly. I mean, yeah. come on. They were like, you need to go be with R. Kelly. And send us money. Yeah. Even the most wild, evil people wouldn't dream something like that up, you know. It's just not plausible, but whatever. Here. You know, this as is I a great detail. Uh, that, as I was talking to them, because I had talked to the father, there are two very different stories. I'm sure Mr. Clary, if he watches this this morning, his head will explode because he has a very different version of what these young women are saying. And uh, his team had told us that R. Kelly would not be in the room after the interview started. He was b around the corner behind them. They couldn't yeah. see him. But at points, at, at points during the conversation, he would call very loudly like that. So they were aware that he was there. How wild he is that? Creep. Yeah, that's a, God damn. That's a really crazy detail. <laughs> Daddy's listening. We'll chain him up in my basement. <laughs> he didn't do that, Zach. Mm -hmm. Yo, tell me what this Remember, he didn't do that. Um, so crazy. And furthermore, Your Honor, ladies and gentlemen of the court, I leave you with 
all the evidence I got it. you need. Do you have your passport? <laughs> Do you have Did your you passport? Girl, would you like to come back with Rob to America? <laughs> Dude, the face he makes there is the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? I love how clinical it is. It's so not romantic. Yeah. Did, girl, did you get your shots? Because I don't want malaria. Do you have your passport? Passport! Did you get your shots? To America! America! The band's like, oh shit, do we keep drumming or what? It's like barely this singing. This is like the point. greatest clip. It's so good. Ever. This is not a joke. <laughs> Girl, meet me in back. Hit me with that music. Ooh. This is not a joke. Mmm. Oh. Mmm. Mmm. Girl, did you get your shots? Your shots. Girl, do you have your papers? Papers. papers, papers. This is not a joke. Please meet me in back and back. Girl, we going to America. I ain't got no chains, but I got mind games to lock you up. And you're going to call me daddy. Daddy. Is this camera daddy. on me? Hmm. I said. Girl, do you have your shots? Do you have STD reports, America? Mmm. Yeah. So, if you're really pretty, I'll accept gonorrhea. Chlamydia's okay, but nothing curable can stay. If you've got hepatitis or HIV, I'm gonna have to skip you and I'm going overseas. But if you've got your paper and your passport, you can come with me. My name is Robert and you can live in my rape dungeon. <laughs> Call me daddy. You can get some shoes, but don't get a sandwich. The Jews run Hollywood. How stupid would I be to do that? Mm. How stupid would yeah. I be to do that? Did you get your shots? Do you have your papers? This is not a joke. Ooh, I love this clip. Yeah, look. Like... America. But you know how many girls are in the audience are like, uh, he's talking to me. <laughs> he's actually making a proposition to me. Right I don't now. think he's joking. Yeah. No, this is the first clip ever, ever, ever. Do you have your shots? I mean, dude, come on. I love that it's got the Ethiopian dot TV. Did you get your shots? Girl, would you Everything like about to come back with Rob to, to America? If you knew here. Look at that face. That also, face he makes it. You want to come back with Rob. It's like so personal, right? It's so creepy. Do you have this is what we call grooming. Yes. Which you will learn more about Girl, in our next story. Like with Rob to America. 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 How stupid would I be to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Girl, do you have HIV? Then you can't come with me. If you have HIV, then I don't want you, my PP, inside of you. Chlamydia is curable if you're a 10. If you're a 7, then I'll skip if you have chlamydia. If you're an 8, I'll think about it. 
How did you no, even think about that? <laughs> Do you have your shots? It's fantastic. It's so wonderful. It's coming from the heart. His well, heart's too big. And it's just so real. Yeah. The thing is, so like when you come from a sh- place like Ethiopia or even uh, yeah, Israel, I, you have to get immunization I shots. Know, yeah. <laughs> so this is comes from a very technical <laughs> place. The guy knows what he's talking about. He's been through it a couple of times, yeah, trying to bring girls back. Precisely. Oh, we just clicked ourselves. Yeah, I don't, don't want to watch them. Chain them up in my basement. Do you have your passports? Have you shaved your butthole? <laughs> to America. America. Yo, girl, come with Robert. If you've shaved your butthole, give me pictures in back or let me inspect it. Give me if did you bring your immunization report? Okay, great. Do you have a valid passport? Okay, great. Now, do you have your STD report? Looks good. Background check. You'll ride coach, and I'll ride first class. <laughs> Going back to America. I've got an extra room in my mansion. Welcome to my harem. Did I mention that I have ten other girlfriends? One I make up, dress up like a boy. That's that, true yes. in the documentary. There's one I may dress up like a boy. Wait, what? Yeah, yep, that's yep, true yep, yep. in America. That Wait, you haven't seen it then? Not the R. Kelly one, no. Yes, yes. And then, frankly, I'm not going to watch it because I know he's innocent. I know he's innocent <laughs> and it's a protest. Listen, he was a, he was on trial and he was acquitted. R. Kelly was acquitted in a trial. That means he's innocent. And do you have your shots and your documents? <laughs> Jamone. Michael Jackson's coming up. Trigger warning for everybody who's too sensitive. Yes, Michael Jackson. <laughs> I'm not saying he did it, but let's be honest with our folks. Michael Jackson slept in a bed with young kids every night without parents present. Just use your brain, people. Use your brain. Who does that? I didn't have a childhood. That's ignorant. I love to think about it if it wasn't Michael Jackson. You have to sing, you. The music's still going. Yeah, yeah. Come on. It's the rules. (laughs) To America. (laughs) Jamona. What what does a little kid say in Michael Jackson's room at night? (laughs) Say it. (laughs) All right. Kill the music. Nope. Let's have you talk. (laughs) What was I going to say? Just um, as an exercise, think about the stuff Michael Jackson did, but if it was just a random guy, like your neighbor. Mm-hmm. It's so gross. But he didn't have a childhood. Did you factor that into the equation? <laughs> yes. That, that kind of even makes it... Makes more likely. More likely that it would be fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So here, this is what I'll say. Okay, we're entering the Michael Jackson yeah, hole. Yeah, let's officially you, enter let me get the jack hole. Oh, yeah, the jack hole. <laughs> so for those of you that cannot handle it, who are in protest, who will be triggered or um, otherwise offended by this, I hope that you keep watching, actually, because I do enjoy a good amount of viewership on my <laughs> episodes. So I encourage you to keep watching. Um but listen also closely, because I think that I have um, some compelling arguments to make to you. And I'm not—and again, if you're, if you're someone that thinks that the documentary is BS and anyone who believes that Michael Jackson did these crimes is, like, a looney tune, like, um, <clears throat> listen to me. And I, I don't blame you for thinking that way, because 
and the documentary explores this concept so good because the documentary is about is the best I've seen about the su- and not about Michael Jackson, not about the survivors, but about abuse and how it happens, mm-hmm. about the grooming product or process. the grooming process. And what was so magnificent about Michael Jackson, as we've said, there's never been a pop star like him ever. He was like the Beatles squeezed all into one person. Combined so, with being a victim <laughs> and just loved by the whole world. Right. Like, seriously, everywhere. So he, in a sense, had this, had, or, or one of the victims said, we were already groomed when we met him, right? Because he is this God on this planet Earth. And he, in a, in a way, he has groomed the world. And I'm going to talk about that. And if you think I'm crazy and you think I'm bullshit, that's fine. You can hate me. Just l- at least listen. Let's okay, just here we first go. introduce Let's the... <laughs> Let's introduce what we're talking about. Yeah. The HBO documentary that yeah. came out, Leaving Neverland. Leaving Neverland. If you're wondering where to watch it, it's on HBO. It's on HBO. Which I think is a little bit unfortunate because not everyone has HBO. I think a lot more people would watch it. Hey, you Eli, you had the hookup, though. If you got Amazon Prime, you can get a free week trial. That's how oh, I yeah. watch yeah. And it's immediate. You just yes. pop it yeah, on. You, it's yeah. so nice. You know, it's funny. Everybody watched Game of Thrones, but somehow well, when it comes to something, anything else, nobody has HBO. I think they watch it legally. I know. It's there. hilarious. Okay. I just wanted to give the details mm-hmm. for anyone who's not caught up. You're done. Oh, I'm done. You're passing the... It's, it's a two-parter. Yeah. And then there's a third part following up. It's an interview that Oprah Winfrey interviews the two victims and the director of the documentary. Yes. I, I thought all three were so good. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> There's another documentary that was that I watched on Netflix called Abducted in Plain Sight. Yes. And and you know, I had watched that recently and it's about a man who befriended a family and gradually built up this relationship with this young girl he had fallen in love with. But he had groomed the family, he had groomed the child to the point over a long period of time that he was able to just take the girl and run off like there was no checks and balances. And the way that it happened was so similar. It was so, and it was so similar to what I heard in this documentary. And again, that's what I thought was so important and compelling. It's about, as a whole, child abuse and about the grooming process. So, <clears throat> you know, I feel like I was in crazy world seeing all this. Like when I first saw this documentary, I was so outraged. I mean, I was like, my goodness, this is absolutely insane. And I yeah. go online to read the conversation about it. And it's not only do I see, first of all, not a lot of people talking about it, but those that are talking about it are brutally, um, brutally, brutally, viciously attacking anyone who's speaking in support of the documentary and just decrying the the two dudes, the two victims, the host, mm-hmm. Oprah, anyone, just absolutely decrying them. And I thought, like, man, I'm in crazy world. But I quickly realized that all the people who were doing that haven't watched the documentary. It's so plainly obvious because a lot of their talking points are things that are addressed mm-hmm. widely in the documentary. Um, but I, I was just surprised by that he had so much sway and pull yeah. and people cared so deeply about him still to this day. So it is a testament first. It, it almost is a testament to the fact that the world has been groomed. Because now, yes. even 10 years after his death and long after he had an active career, I think... 
goes to show that even now the, he has this army of people that can see no wrong in him going to war, war with these people. So it kind of proves the point that he has this like mystical uh, attraction, this mystical pull. Um, <clears throat> now, I was always on the fence about Michael Jackson. Me too. I, you know, I really didn't want to believe it. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, and, Michael and, Jackson? And I'm a huge fan of his music, as I'm sure most yeah. of us are. I mean, the guy's has a phenomenal talent. I mean, the guy's like, he's a he's a one greatest in a, ever. I the mean, one yeah. a one in a thousand year talent. We would put out videos of him dancing and just like stare at it and like this is perfection. I mean, like, he had it all. He was an incredible singer. He was an incredible dancer. The guy invented like pop dance for Christ's sake. I mean, he really did. He's an incredible <laughs> songwriter. The guy was phenomenal. And I was always on the fence, but you know, I have a thought experiment that I would always pose to myself that always, uh, you know, edged me towards he did it. And that thought experiment is very simple. Imagine a man, any man, sleeping in bed with a young child, a young boy, every night for 30 days straight with no parent. What are the chances, I ask you, what are the percent chances that he didn't? touch that little boy in an appropriate way. And I would think hard on that, and I would say, you know, I have to say, in all honesty, using my brain and my common sense, forgetting about all the mysticism and everything, it's zero. Mm. It's zero percent. That is just not something that you do. Okay. So, again, this is just the beginning of the rabbit hole. I've got a lot of things to share. Um, so that was a thought experiment that always kind of pushed me towards, you know what, I think he probably did do it. And that was an idea that <laughs> came from him. Like, it's not like the kid said, oh, I want to sleep with you. He would tell the kid, yeah. you should come sleep with me. Mm -hmm. He put that idea out there. Well, here, actually, since we're, I'm going to skip ahead because I have a really compelling video that support, that literally um, shows Michael saying that. And here... What I, what I like to talk about here is undeniable, un, undisputed facts, okay? I'm not going to talk about conjecture. I'm not going to make no, assumptions. No, no. I'm not going to say stuff that hasn't been proven. I'm just going to show you an undisputed fact. Here's a video of Michael with one of the, his, his childhood friends, okay? Sleep on the bed, sleep on the bed. We're like, no, no, no. No, you sleep on, you sleep on the bed. And then he finally said, okay, if you love me, you sleep on the bed. I was like, oh, man. So here you can hear the kid saying, I didn't want to sleep on the bed. Oh, man. Michael Jackson here is shown manipulating this kid and saying, pressuring if you him. love me, exactly pressuring him, if you love me, the God that you look up to, you'll sleep in my bed. And this is the beginning of the grooming process. That's like, so step one, <coughs> you get him to sleep in his bed. Mm -hmm. And then the next night, it's obvious. He's going to sleep oh, in I'm your bed. Sleep. Yeah, exactly. And then they both sleep in the bed. For 30 it's nights straight without like... parents? Now here, uh, if you skip to the end, it is, there's a fascinating, another detail. I'll sleep on the bed. But haven't you got a spare room or a spare house here where he could have stayed? Yeah, but no, yes. I, we have guest units, but whenever kids come here, they always want to stay with me. Really? <laughs> they never want to stay in the guest. Because literally, that was disputed in the first second of this clip. <laughs> like five seconds ago. <laughs> so Michael is saying, oh, well, the, I, the kids sleep with me because they always want to. 
So what happens, he puts this thought in the kid, and then the kid goes to his mom and like, Mom, can I sleep with Michael? <laughs> right. So it seems like the kid wanted it, but it, it starts from... And one of the hallmarks of child abuse is convincing the kid that they want it and that they like it. That's why victims of child abuse carry so much guilt and remorse, because they're so conflicted and shame. And, and shame because, because in their minds, they're too. so conflicted, because when they think back, they remember enjoying it. They remember wanting it. They remember that it was fun and exciting. And so it's hard to reconcile as a grown person those feelings that you know you had when you were a kid because those feelings last, right? And when you think back as yourself as a little five-year-old, you as a 20-year-old, you sometimes would put it in your 20-year-old brain in that five-year-old kid. And it's hard to make sense of how you felt then. So this is what Michael's doing to this kid. He's going... He, on one hand, the kid kind of ratted him out and said, Mm -hmm. Michael said, if you love me, you'll stay in my bed. And then a mere two minutes later, Michael's saying, oh, well, kids only sleep in my bed. And I don't offer them the guest room because they want to. Mm -hmm. Again. So. And I have never invited them in my room. Really? They always just want to stay. What about if you love me, you'll sleep in my bed? Can I stay with you tonight? I go, if it's okay with your parents, yes, you can. Were your parents happy? That you were here with, with so Michael. So that's a, I mean, guys, that's a yeah. lie. That's kind of a lie, right? We can all, I think, agree on that. Oh, based I was on this. all very, very, very happy. And I know they're happy because I was happy. Did they come with you? Yeah, most of the time, but I wasn't really with my parents. I was mainly with Michael. Most of the time. But they were happy that you were here? Yeah. Now, now what? They were here? happy. They got to hang out at the Neverland Ranch and get too. wined and dined, yeah. Wait, there was I something I want to show you guys. One more, one more thing here from this clip. Um, let me find it. Yeah, watch this. This part here. Very unsettling. People hear that <laughs> children from other families have come and they've stayed in your house. Look at them holding hands. They've stayed in your bedroom. Okay. Well, very few. And look how his head is on his shoulder. I mean, what the... F- and that's, not, that's not how you act with a friend. Mm-hmm. Let's say Michael is has the mentality of a little boy and he never had a childhood. And he, so that, that's why he likes hanging out with friends. What the, how do you explain this? Even as a young boy, mm-hmm. I would never do that with a grown with man an, or a friend. Or with another young boy. I wouldn't do that with anyone. It's just like, as a young kid, I would be horrified to do that with anyone. Yeah. Even my, whatever, anyone. A girl, a friend, a boy, my mom, my dad, my brother. I wouldn't do that with anybody. Right. But here he is doing it in plain sight. Um, and that's well, what I mean by Michael Jackson groomed the world. Because he convinced everybody that he was just a young boy himself. And yeah, that's why he cool. loved. And he was blameless. And he's holding hands with kids. Yeah. They're c- cuddling with him on camera. And he would always say on camera, like, I just love kids. <laughs> you know, all this. Everything you know about him is things that he would put out there, basically. Yeah. That is, he's been a victim himself. And he loves <clears throat> kids. And kids are like, he sees God in kids. He would yeah. say all this stuff. That I see God's in I kids. I just want to help kids. <sighs> Think about that. And so you've, your whole life, you're, you're absorbing this without even realizing. Right. So when someone comes and tells you the opposite about him, you already have like... Sorry? Yeah. There's or, no way. Or, or as a parent, when you bring your kids over to come hang out with them, and Michael's like, well, um, we're going to just sleep in my bedroom tonight. Okay. They're having a sleepover. And then it's important to mention, and what they show in the documentary, <laughs> when the parents come with the kid... 
he shows the parents a good time too. Oh, he grooms them. And it's them. like it's a big a, time part. It's like a dream for the parent too. Mm-hmm. You're meeting Michael Jackson, and mm-hmm. he loves you, and he talks to you, and he calls you, and gives you gifts. Right. And he bought like, one of them a house. He bought a one car, of them a car. He a sent them on vacations. Bracelet. He just pay, he just straight up paid them. And one of the things that is in, undisputable about this documentary, if you watch it, is how he groomed not only the kids but the parents. He yeah. one of these main kids. Wade Robinson. Wade. Now, Wade is super interesting because he was with Michael Jackson. And I say with because they were in a relationship um, for seven years. Now, he would call and talk to the mom every day. And this is corroborated because he sent faxes to the family. He sent video messages to the family. He sent drawings. He sent letters. He did left messages. They have all of this evidence of him talking, best friends, connecting so powerfully with the mom. He would call and talk to the mom. He would call and talk to the kid. And Wade is the guy that people keep um, bringing up as so uncredible <laughs> because he testified against Wade, like, he testified that nothing happened with Michael twice. Mm-hmm. But his story was so crazy, and they explain it so detailed. Mm-hmm. in the documentary like Wade was one of these star kids that it was so good at imitating the Michael Jackson dance moves mm-hmm. and he was a super fan of Michael he was actually somewhat famous as a kid because his dancing was so phenomenal and so Michael Jackson like that's and, how he got to and, meet him and, yeah, yeah. he won a contest with adults and he crushed it they met him when he was 7 mm-hmm. and the abuse started when he was 7 yeah and, uh, and so these guys, the both of these guys in the video, they both had sons. And they both started having mental breakdowns when they when their sons started to reach the age that they were when the abuse started. And because they were able to actually see what they were like at that age. Because the, when they saw their beautiful, innocent, pure son at seven, who they know full well is incapable of entering a romantic relationship of any kind or having sexual relations mm-hmm. with somebody, you know what I mean? And you could see how easily manipulated and malleable they are. So I yeah. think, well, what they both say is they both had sons around their age. Or like about to reach that age, you yeah. know, a few years before maybe. But And so they could finally connect with that younger themselves and understand where they were mentally and that's when they started to understand that they were truly abused Mm -hmm. and a lot of and both of them were having like um extraordinary mental issues depression and anxiety and self-loathing that they didn't understand and so and and they never told anyone about their abuse because michael according to their account from the very beginning first of all they had this intense passionate love and Michael would always say to them repeat to them if we if you ever tell anyone about this or we ever get caught I'm gonna go to jail for life I'm gonna be over my whole career is gonna be over and you're gonna go to jail for life mm-hmm. and so they're like he was like this is our secret this is our love we love each other and if anyone ever finds out I will be I will go to jail and you will go to jail and he kept repeating that to them throughout the whole duration of of the relationship and that's you're hearing <coughs> this when you're seven and like and which is so important the most famous magical person mm-hmm. that's lived in recent history <clears throat> so for them they were both fully convinced until they had like sons and started having mental breakdowns that they were gonna take this to the grave yes also they didn't really know for a long time that what happened was wrong 
Right. Which is like because kids part don't, of you part know, of the problem with child abuse. Something I've learned from therapy is that we all take things for granted that are we take normal things for granted that we think are normal until you meet other people or talk to other people and until you can compare your your experience to them mm-hmm. you don't then you can all of a sudden realize oh that was not normal at all right yeah and so that's very much what happened with these guys they had an experience that was so unusual, that was so powerful, that was so transformative by someone who was so powerful and so magical. They didn't have the context. They didn't have the comparison to, they didn't have the tools. And I mean, my God, it's unimaginable. And you've seen, by the way, the vitriol and the hate that accusers of Michael Jackson received and the disbelief that they always get. So all of these things combined. And also, they never stopped loving Michael Jackson. That's what Mm -hmm. you learn in the documentary, too. They still love him right because <clears throat> there's he just kept... still so many emotions for them they still like right they don't know how to break it down still it's... and one of the compelling things for me too was like so as they aged they kind of grew out of favor with him and mm-hmm. in, in favor of other young boys and they would see him with other young boys kind of with the same body language and they felt like rejected like they were no longer the favorite because mm-hmm. i mean they were in love they were literally in love, right? <clears throat> and so they felt rejected, and slowly over time, as they aged, they grew apart from him. They would see him occasionally and talk to him occasionally. They were still friendly, but they grew apart. And, I, and a lot of them, they said that they were going to trial to testify on Michael's behalf, and all the parents and the whole family did it because they were, they were Michael's soldiers. Mm-hmm. They were going to war for Michael. They were winning his favor back. They thought, you know... I just want Michael to love me again and I'll do anything to please him, to defend him. They were his warriors um, in this battle. And so even though on one hand they knew that that had happened to them, that was a secret love that they shared and they loved Michael dearly and they wanted that love back. And so they went to war with him. Again, this is all corroborated. It's very compelling. It's very, it's just, it's a fascinating look at child abuse and mm-hmm. grooming. And it's so, so, so compelling. Um, <clears throat> I have other things I want to talk about here. Now, that's a little bit of an overview of the documentary. Um, now, here's something interesting that happened yesterday. Corey Feldman, who was one of Michael Jackson's uh, staunch worth, staunch worthy supporters who himself was just, a vi- just staunch staunch thank you dan um he, because he himself was a victim of child abuse and so a lot of his fans and supporters have been looking to Corey feldman as evidence that michael jackson did nothing well yesterday night after Corey watched the documentary surprise surprise Corey Feldman came out and did an interview and said he can no longer defend Michael Jackson after horrendous abuse allegations. Corey Feldman is dramatically pulling back his support for embattled friend Michael Jackson in light of the horrendous child sexual abuse allegations. He said after watching and processing Leaving Neverland, he he said he could no longer support him. So, again, people keep making a kind of a meme out of like, oh, you watched a documentary, you think you know everything. Okay, so let's go down the line. 
Corey Feldman, best friend, Michael Jackson, victim of abuse. He watched the documentary. He found something compelling in it. Um, also, the fact that <clears throat> that didn't happen with Corey Feldman doesn't mean that Michael didn't abuse. Right. That right, that's case. the big one. Him and him and Macaulay Culkin yeah. have both always said nothing happened between them, which, fair enough. You know, he probably so, didn't do it to everybody. So, again, Michael Jackson was a very cunning predator. And as many child predators are, they're very selective about who they choose. Michael Jackson, as shown throughout the documentary, was very particular. He found weak families. He yep. found families with weak bonds who are easily manipulated, parents who wanted the limelight, who wanted the money, who wanted to be associated with someone like Michael Jackson. And he would prey on these families and use them against each other. I mean, I mean, it's not every mom who will leave their child with Michael Jackson alone for 30 days. I mean, that guy, Wade Robson, he was in Australia. <coughs> and Michael would call them to their house every day. And he would talk to the mom, too, for long times. Mm -hmm. And eventually, he got her to move here with yeah. Wade and yeah. the sister. And basically, this whole pa family broke up over this destroyed. whole thing. Absolutely destroyed the family. The dad was left back. They all abandoned him, and he later committed suicide, which was, yeah. the, I mean, the story of the dad was absolutely Jeez. tragic. The guy was totally blameless, I mean. And they left a brother there in Australia, too. <laughs> yeah. It's and so, actually, now, later on, you see that this family is so fractured. Mm -hmm. Today, the, the, the child says that he has no feelings for his mom, that he can't forgive her what she, for what she did. He's trying, but... And you see the pain in this family is 100% real. And you see it is broken. The, the dad is dead. You see the whole family in the documentary. They all give their perspective. Oh, yeah. Michael called us every night for two hours. Michael was sending us faxes every day. Here's the facts. I mean, the siblings knew that he was calling. They would talk to him, too. So yeah. it's all there. It's he had a little like... sister who would go there to Neverland, mm -hmm. who moved to uh, California yeah. with them. Guess who he didn't have sleeping in his room every night? The little girl. Never little girl. The whole family knew that it was about Wade, mm -hmm. just the boy, mm -hmm. which was interesting. Yes, he was obsessed with Wade. Mm -hmm. um, <coughs> so, again, just because a popular misconception is just because someone wasn't abused doesn't mean that others weren't. He was very particular and he was very smart about who he did it with. He did it with people he could get away with and families he could manipulate and groom. And moms and parents who were like, who could put themselves in a state of denial in exchange for the benefit of all the great things. He bought them a house. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so this, by the way, I have to watch this several times a day just to take, take myself out of crazy world. <laughs> um, this is the best thing I've ever seen. This guy, Kyle Dunnigan, Horrible follow him HBO on Instagram and Twitter. He's the funniest mother effort in the whole freaking world. <laughs> and I just, I'm so thankful this video exists because uh, when I feel I'm, I just put this on, and I'm like, oh, thank God, there's people out there that are still sane. I'd like to address this horrible <laughs> HBO documentary about me. It's filled with lies and ignorance. I would never hurt children. I love sleeping with little boys. That's all. Just a grown man sleeping with a little boy. Of course I fuck them kids. Come on. It's so obvious. <laughs> I was a good pedophile, too, huh? I built a whole amusement park and a candy store, and I'd say, you kids like candy? And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, we like it. I'd be like, yeah, you like it, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, tell your mom to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> then they did. I was like, oh, shit. 
Didn't y'all notice I only slept with little cute boys? Not little girls. That is so Not little ugly true. boys. Just cute little motherfucking tight-ass mm-mm boys. <laughs> well, better get back to heaven. I got in because I apologized right before I died. Damn the rules. Bye. <laughs> so if you guys ever feel like you're in crazy world, put this video on. Kyle Dunnigan is just a genius. But again, he actually makes some really fantastic points. Guys, <laughs> he never slept with all of the boys he befriended were like really handsome models. One was a TV commercial. Yeah. One was a dance. Like these were really handsome, beautiful young boys, yeah. right? Not fat boys. Not ugly boys, not little girls. It's very freaking true. Why? Mm-hmm. Explain that. Yeah, you had a type. If he, why, why, why did he have a type? Exactly. I love how he goes. Of course, I fucked them kids. It's so obvious. <laughs> it is. It's so obvious. I feel like. Uh, like. It is. What did the little? What did it, uh, Michael Jackson say to little kids in the middle of the night in his bedroom? Come on. Jesus Christ. Hey! <laughs> um, the crazy thing is, too, I just got to say, it's like, it, it, even if you accept nothing happened, which obviously is far-fetched, but nothing sexual happened, the things that are overt, the things we know about, those are abuse. Like, you know, having a, a seven-year-old sleep in your bed with them. 30 mm-hmm. days in a row. Right, that's going to twist them up. Like, even if nothing sexual happened, that's still abusing that kid. Yeah, so irresponsible. Yeah, Yeah. not the kid's not in school. He's not doing anything. He's just spending time with Michael Jackson. Yeah, who lives? Who who who? They just play video games all day. That's cool. (laughs) I mean, if you really cared about a kid, you would be like, dude, go to school and come hang out with me on the weekends. No, he Michael wanted the kid to. Immediately move in for a year. Right. He asked the mom to leave the kid with him That's for a year. That's an undisputed fact, by the way. Now, what I want to go into right now are undisputed facts about Michael Jackson. These are facts that whether you support Michael Jackson or not, these are facts that we all can agree are undisputed. So here's number one. These are all facts, okay? This is not conjecture. This is Facts. The hallway leading to Jackson's bedroom was a serious security zone covered by video and wired for sound so that the steps of anyone approaching would make ding-dong sounds. Mm-hmm. Now, this was well documented by the police, <laughs> and it was covered a lot extensively in the documentary as well, is that he had, like, several doors leading into his bedroom. They were all wired for sounds, had video cameras, had bells. Um, so, okay. So now we so now we have a place in time. We have Michael Jackson sleeping in bed with a young boy in his bed for 30 days straight. And now let's add this element of that there's three doorways between and it's a serious security zone with video and wired for sound so that anyone approaching makes a ding dong. So let's add that to the mix. Are you still? I mean, do a thought experiment with yourself. Anybody else? Chat. You know, I mean, I'm serious. So let's continue with undisputed facts. So far, five boys Michael Jackson has shared a bed with have accused him of abuse. Jordy Chandler, Jason Fran- Francia, Gavin Arvizio, Wade Robinson, and Jimmy Safechuck. That's five separate abuse allegations. 
Um, Jackson paid $25 million to settle the Chandler lawsuit, with $18 million going to Jordy, $2.5 million going to each of the parents, and the rest to the lawyers. Jackson said he paid that sum to avoid something long and drawn out. Francia also received $2.4 million from Jackson. Now, a lot of the um, defenders of Michael Jackson point to this as proof that these people are just... Uh, after money. After money. And so that supports the fact that that they're liars. But, you By know... By the way, that's what R. Kelly says, too, right? <coughs> well, People just want money. It's su- such an easy way it's, to dismiss it. Yeah, it's the easiest way to say. <coughs> but what remedy... First of Okay. First of all, this is such a genius play by Michael's lawyers and the whole propaganda machine. Because... First of all, Michael Jackson could never risk being found guilty. Mm-hmm. I mean, any amount if there if there's a po- if there's a possibility he could be found guilty, there's just no there's no chance. So paying them off first of all removes that risk and it gives them the ability to just characterize anybody as only in for for the money. So in one fell swoop, they are able to discredit the plaintiffs as money hungry and two protecting his reputation by saying oh well we were never found guilty we settled out of court because we just wanted them to go away right but you don't really pay 25 million dollars when you're not guilty i wouldn't i mean i'm not michael jackson though but i mean i guess it, it makes sense i could see that He's like, you know what? And he, w- I read that he was on tour at the time, and his tours are worth like hundreds of millions of dollars. So they were, you know, it's like he just w- he didn't want to deal with it. He didn't want to jeopardize his tour. Mm-hmm. Make it go away. <laughs> and this, you're talking about the '93 case, right? Yes, the, the original lawsuit, the first one, I the think, one right? that he that that was settled for 25 right. million. You know, it's an interesting detail about it. Do you know who his lawyer was in that case? No, Cochran, right? Johnny Cochran. Yeah, that? the guy who represented the other uh, man who was acquitted of crimes. Wow! It, do we all agree that O.J. Simpson is guilty? I love how everyone points to the justice system as the end all be all. That yeah, O.J. Simpson really... was acquitted. Well, and it's we a fundamental misunderstanding. Think? When when you're acquitted, it doesn't mean you're innocent. That's why they call it not guilty. They can't prove beyond a reasonable doubt to the jury that this person right. is guilty. But it does. Not being convicted doesn't mean it didn't happen. They're not magical. They don't know. They just can't fully prove it in court of law. <laughs> and also, abuse is one of the hardest things to prove because... Child gonna, abuse, specifically. He, he said, she said, yeah. Right, because at the end of the day, it's Michael and a child in a room Alone. by themselves. Unless you have pictures or videos or something extraordinary, how, how would you there's have... really no way to prove that it happened. First of all, there were no... It's not like today when every kid has a cell phone, smartphone, Yeah. today... But even not even today, I don't know that every seven-year-old could access uh, evidence if something happened it's, to him. It's you know? extraordinarily difficult so, to to prove. So, yeah, exactly. The fact that the documentary is one-sided, it's like, yeah, that's kind of like the only option. Well, I mean, that argument does, for me doesn't make any sense because. And also, what would it help if what they they ask uh, Michael's family what yeah. they think? We already know what they yeah, think. Yeah, he's not guilty. But but ultimately, again, they were not in the bedroom. We no. all agree that he slept in the bed with them, right? So right, who was who that. was in that room? The kid. If He's anyone, the only one. Michael Jackson's passed away. If anyone was closest to them was the parents, yeah. like sleeping next door, in a room next. They're to in the them. movie. And the parents are in the movie. 
and by the way agreeing the, on all the details I mean and the parents are basically forced to admit that they're the worst people on the whole planet yeah and they're, owning they're like almost family. the real villains of they the movie are, I could not they really believe are. how they, fucking they, awful these mothers yeah. are they have more to gain by lying about it and saying like oh he's my son's not telling the truth <laughs> right yeah I was open-minded to to give the parents a chance at first, starting the documentary, but like the longer it went on, just how could you just let all this happen and be there and just let it happen? Money. Money. I see Money that a lot of them were just like kind of at a midlife crisis, right. dissatisfied with their life, and they saw their, an opportunity for an adventure. Of their boring, mundane life, and both of them kept calling it's a, it's a like a fairy tale. Yeah. It's like a fairy tale. Yeah. Prince Charming came. They were, they were off my feet. They were perfectly susceptible to his charms, you know, and he knew that. He, he absolutely knew that. Um, <clears throat> you know, the the kids that that guy who sued him, um, <coughs> or no, he so Chandler wasn't in the in the documentary. No. Right? It was the one guy that sued him. That it was dismissed. Wade. Wade. So people. So Oprah asked him, "Well, why did you sue him? You know, like, like, what? How? Isn't it? Isn't that proof that it's about money?" And he says, "Well, it's the only way I could get them to listen to me. Um, I felt like there was this great injustice. I wasn't thinking about money. I wanted to put it in front of a court, and I wanted people to have to listen to me." And to what happened to me and what I have to say. Also, using the same platform that he used before to defend Michael. So powerful. That this point. guy went on trial twice defending Michael mm-hmm. when he was brainwashed. <laughs> and right. he didn't understand the whole picture. He didn't understand he's been abused. Mm. And he was the super fan of Michael. And he couldn't imagine Michael going to prison. He was like, I got to save him. Mm. I mean, you got to hear him explain it. Obviously, I'm yeah, not just, doing it justice, but... No, you're doing good. To him, once he had this breakdown and understanding of what happened to him and he wanted to he wanted to correct the record, it kind of makes sense that he would want to do it again in front of court and have the word hear it too so that he's not... He doesn't have to live with that guilt and yeah. that shame. He wants to redo it. That, that actually, that point was struck a chord to me because it's so... It makes so much sense. I want to get back on the stand and tell the truth this time. I just keep seeing people always saying it just seems so, um, so you know, like they can't trust him because he changed his story, basically. Mm-hmm. They just can't find him trustworthy. Mm-hmm. But it's just you got to understand child abuse. Well, that's why to those people I always say you should watch the documentary because that's pretty much the main thrust of it is explaining how that's possible. Yeah. Um, and if they were, if it was just one person, you know, I'd maybe be a little bit more sympathetic to that attitude that, you know, maybe they're just trying, this is a scam or whatever. But I mean, these allegations have been around forever. Um, yes, it was, <laughs> he was never put in jail for it. But eventually, you know, when I think it's five people have come out mm-hmm. saying yes. that this happened to them, I think yeah. there's five in total. Yeah. Um, you know, when there's that much smoke, there's usually fire. Especially when there's tons of footage of the guy being a creep with children. Like well, just watch. The the volume doesn't even matter. You just just I mean, come on. We're lo- we're looking at just use your brain. But also with the way the response they're getting from the whole world discouraging. It's really discouraging other people Absolutely. to come out. How so that that's why I kind of entered the fray to begin with is because 
I had made a tweet saying that, you know, I, Michael Jackson is a child predator and I want, I, I didn't see anyone voicing support for these victims that I saw as dudes whose life was and family was torn apart by this heinous crime and now hated by the world. And I was like, I was expecting to see more support for them. And I just, I felt so awful. I felt like I wanted to voice public support for, for the film and for these guys. And that's why I entered the fray on social media. Um, now also something, there's a, another misconception the guy who sued Michael Jackson, the case was thrown out. People show that as evidence that Michael Jackson is innocent. innocent. The truth is that the case was thrown out not on its merits, but on the statute of limitation. It was a, it was a technicality. The court said, Michael Jackson mm-hmm. passed on. We can't hold his estate, his business, liable yeah. for this crime. And so they threw it out on, on technicality, making no judgment of, of the merits of his claims. Okay. Because it's like if you're saying child abuse happened at a school, you're, you're going to sue the school, right? Or like, yes, yeah, it doesn't well, it's work his like that. He's not it's, part of it. The company is not. Yeah, it's so. like Walt Disney uh, abused me, so I'm suing Disney. It's yeah. Like, well, he's a, he's it's a different you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> and the first trial, yeah, guys, you, you have to remember that settling is not doesn't mean you're okay. And we've talked about it enough. Um, the other big one that you see constantly posted is a, the thing about the FBI, right? Yeah. How he was investigated for 10 years. Yes. Like, that's the go-to that I keep seeing over and over and over again, which, you know, on Here, its surface let, let sounds compelling. The, let me pull up the uh, No, but, but go on then, because, you know, you've yeah, done yeah, a I lot mean, of research this week. Yeah, so, I mean, with a lot of these claims, you know, you, you see there's all these memes that get reposted over and over again that have, like, kind of bullet points of, like, this is why it's bullshit, this is why these guys are incredible. <laughs> And on its surface, it's like, oh, wow, yeah, I mean, that sounds, that sounds fishy. Um, but almost every single one of them, if you dig into it, it's like so weirdly deceptive what they're saying. And, yeah, the, the go-to is, well, he was investigated by the FBI for <coughs> 10 years uh, thoroughly, and they never found anything, not a single thing. Which, like, first of all, they were only, the FBI was only involved insofar as providing technical support to local law enforcement. So we're not talking about like tapping his phone lines, 24-hour monitoring by the FBI kind of thing. We're talking about local law enforcement sending magazines and tapes to the FBI for analysis. You know what I mean? Like, and this wasn't happening continuously. This was happening once in the early 90s with the first suit and again in the mid-2000s for the second suit. So it's over the course of 10 years, but that's very different than 10 years continuously. You know what I mean? Like, it's two instances of being looked into. And so that's not really, you know, that's not really being fully honest by saying he was being monitored by the FBI. For 10 years. Yeah. So this is like the copy pasta that you see all over social media. First of all, I was uh, honored to be a, a guest on Tim's Office Hours podcast, and he made the most hilarious observation about this, which is so true. I wish I thought of it. <laughs> Grandpa Simpson is the raving delusional lunatic of the show. 
<laughs> he's, so why true. is he the one holding <laughs> the sign? The I don't understand. He's don't the conspiracy theorist. There's even theorist. that similar Lisa Simpson meme. You could have used that at least. Lisa is it's more reputable. So Grandpa's hilarious. Nuts. It's almost like this was used ironically. Yeah, it's yeah, almost a but, but they use it actually. Yeah. That's a very funny point. And the funny thing is that these guys are saying, oh, we did our research. Ethan didn't, uh, not e but you didn't, whenever someone speaks, they watch the doc You didn't do your research. All you did was watch a documentary, and now you're an expert. But these people are just sharing a meme of Fuck Grandpa Simpson, who's the, who's the crazy delusional <laughs> character in the show, holding up a sign. It says, Michael Jackson was monitored by the FBI for 13 years. 13, His house was searched two times by more than 70 officers. Not true. I mean, highly exaggerated. It wasn't monitored for 13 years. That, that's flat out false. Hundreds of kids were interviewed. Some were offered money. I don't know what that is. That's what a very that vague claim. I, I yeah. don't, I didn't, I tried to investigate that. I tried to investigate every single thing on this, and some of it is so outlandish. I'm like, I don't even know how to find out about this. So nothing was found. I mean, that's just flat out. Um, yeah, I mean, some false. very, <laughs> some suspect stuff was definitely found. Well, enough, as you and, said, to bring it to criminal court. And again, right, yeah. I mean, they did prosecute him. It's not like there was no evidence. Again, it's not like the justice justice system is perfect. Like, right. since when are we all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, and and, and it's, it's not just, meant are we to all be. trusting. We them? don't we don't convict. We convict people when it's beyond a reasonable doubt. Okay, so it's entirely possible that you can be guilty, but you can't convince a jury beyond a reasonable mm -hmm. doubt. And so, especially when the works. person is a super loved. <laughs> Hero for everyone, even and the jury. How do you even find a jury that doesn't know yeah. Michael Jackson? And all of his alleged victims are testifying in his favor. Yes. Okay. So nothing was found. That's false. He was tried for four months and found not guilty. That's true, but it doesn't mean he's innocent. He was found exactly not. Couldn't even get him on a misdemeanor. Well, he wasn't tried for a misdemeanor, you idiots. You don't even know how the law works. <laughs> like, that's such a weird point. It's not like, whoa, he's not guilty of abuse. Let's try him for uh, petty theft. Let's get him for jaywalking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the reason why we defend him is not because we are fans. Okay. Sure. We are fans <laughs> because we have studied the deposition, testimonies, and court documents instead of tabloid headlines. I'm sure that everybody sharing this uh, Grandpa Simpson meme has studied the testimonies, depositions, and court documents. First accuser was caught on tape saying he wants money. That was the dad, actually. Right? Uh, yeah. And, I mean, we... The other day, we listened to the tape of the dad. And, um, you know, it... You could easily interpret it as being somebody that's greedy and after money. But if you listen to it, you can very much equally interpret it as a furious parent who yeah. wants to destroy <laughs> the person that did this to their kid. You really... it, it It's all in... You know, but be, how you however interpret you interpret it, this is a flat-out lie. First accuser was caught on tape saying he wants money. False. It was his father, not the accuser. Right. The boy emancipated himself from his family, never spoke to them again. That's true. But imagine when if your parents sell you into a child abuse. You would want to do that as well. Second case was filed with timeline, contradiction, and gaps. Okay, Sherlock Holmes. They had... Scammed other celebs like Jay Leno. I don't know what that means. I, I tried to find that. I, I, I'm, I'm lost on that. If anybody wants to send info on that, I'm happy to look at it. But that, that was a weird one. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Wade Robinson and James Safechuck are proven liars who sued Michael Jackson to stay for money. 
but when their case were thrown out of court, they decided to make a movie. Know your facts, fam. Okay, Got so, him. So Wade Robinson was the dancer. He was suing Michael Jackson, as we discussed, because he wanted to go back on the stand and correct the record. James Safechuck um, <coughs> was a child actor. He had a relationship with Michael Jackson for a long time. As far as I could tell, um, never sued Jackson, never sought money, never sought any monetary uh, damages or compensation. In fact, he burned hundreds of thousands of dollars of Michael Jackson memorabilia that was given to him and his family. To, to be fair, he did uh, at a late stage in the lawsuit join Wade. That's what I, so, so that's what Wade I'm sued. Michael that's what Jackson. I'm getting to is right, right, that. Okay. So Wade Robinson was suing him. And I think when they met um, in collaboration for this. What happened is that James uh, was living and still in denial, you know, of not knowing what happened, but he was going through a mental breakdown. Mm -hmm. And he saw Wade Robson mm. talk about it on TV, and that kind of triggered him mm. to come to terms with mm. what happened. And right, and so they just they added him to the lawsuit as a they just they just they just added him mm -hmm. basically mm -hmm. to to uh, so yeah so they they uh, they say their cases were thrown out. It wasn't thrown out on the merits again. It was a technicality past the statute of limitation, and they were not compensated by HBO. In any way, shape, or form, to be in the documentary. To be in the documentary. So know your facts, fam. And again, please recall when you see this on social media that Grandpa Simpson, the raving lunatic, delusional conspiracy theory, who's lost his marbles, is the one holding the sign. I just <laughs> I don't understand this whole movement of like, oh, you're just gonna believe a documentary. It's like. Sorry, but What's wrong I with really trust HBO. I love it, everything they make. Good. Well, HBO and is they, extremely credible. They have to go through so many lawyers. Absolutely. So many approvals. Oh my God. They, they're putting the whole company on the line. You yeah. know, they say, I always hear people saying it's unvetted, unproven. Uh, yeah, right. If HBO anything, this meme is unvetted yeah, and unproven. I don't know who created it and what <laughs> they know. HBO but has a huge did, obviously. legal team. They have like, huge hoops, hurdles to jump through, to look, get cleared. I can look into stuff, and I did, and nothing changed my mind, but I'm also not going to pretend to be a person qualified to look at FBI reports and, like, <laughs> analyze uh, lawyer stuff. Like, sorry, I'm just not qualified. Well, when, uh, when, the doc when I go to see a doctor and he tells me something, I trust him, you know, I believe what he's saying. You're only he hearing one side, Elo, from that doctor. <laughs> well, and what's wrong with the documentary? I mean, a documentary is a source of information as much as a book, a movie, a magazine. I mean, it's a it's a it's a collection of knowledge. It's anecdotes. It's stories. A documentary is and a is a is a movie made for the purpose of spreading knowledge. And this one happens to be a good one. It's the first-hand account. You can watch of people that were in the room with them. Sometimes there are bad documentaries, and sure. you can tell. Yeah. And you know, I have some intuition that I can trust. And, HBO and is not a network that puts out. Uh, uh, tabloids. Let's put. Let's put it. I that just way. don't understand this. It's like a movement now where anti. Oh, you just believe what you what people tell you. It's like or well, no. It's it's a movement of like. Uh, oh, oh, that's cute. You actually believe that? Yeah, I don't know. Well, again, I mean, I think it all comes down to this sort of smearing of the of the subjects of the documentary and and questioning of their credibility. Which again, I mean, I won't go point by point through it right now because it's really arduous, but. You know, if all those people that are saying, oh, do some research, I encourage them, you need to do some research. Actually follow up on <laughs> these statements that you're seeing 
that are trying to counter the narrative because almost every single one of them um, are, are highly deceptive in the are, way that they're yeah. worded. And, and, and a lot of the facts are so much in dispute, so much that nobody has, like, there's one claim that I always hear and f- that supports my claim that Michael, Michael was a, uh, a child abuser. By the way, before I get too deep in that, can one of you guys find out what was originally on the sign? I'm really curious. I feel like that could be really, really original uh, yeah. Simpsons episode. I actually, I vaguely remember. <laughs> I want to find image. the original picture. Yeah, but what I was find. saying is that there's one claim that uh, the child, that the F or the police took pictures of Michael's penis, and that the child was uh, correctly able to identify a marking on his penis. Now we were not able in any way to corroborate or. There's a lot of claims like that, that it's just how you can't possibly know if it's right or wrong. So I'm not, I'm not bringing that up. That's mm-hmm. not an undisputed fact, but there's enough, Yeah, I think, to draw a cl- very, very clear picture. Um, I'd love to see what was originally written on that sign that somebody said, you know, I'm going to erase whatever Grandpa Simpson has and write this. And people will accept that as fact. I really want to know what was there. Um, furthermore, don't take my word for it because I am an idiot. Okay. Um, <laughs> and that is, my, but that is my point. You, you don't need to have a PhD in I don't even know what they expect you to know yeah. to form an opinion on this. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's how would you go on with your life? You can't. You can't do anything then if you have to question everything. Well, I always find it so rich when people. Uh, I built my whole career on sharing my opinion. I have a very strong opinion, and when people agree. They get very excited, and they laugh, and they love it, and they feel like they're on the same team. But when they disagree, all of a sudden, it's Ethan stick to comedy. Ethan <laughs> yeah. is always wrong. His opinions, it's like, it's like, dude, I, Ethan needs to stop sharing his opinion and stick to comedy. Yeah. It's like, I built my whole career on sharing my opinion. <laughs> yeah, then, this, is, this is what I do. <laughs> this is what I do. You know? But so don't take my word for it, okay? For all of the discrediting you see on social media among uh, Michael Jackson fans, this movie received 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, and among top critics, it has 100%. Now, I'm not saying that to to say that critics are correct about everything. I'm only merely exemplifying that every movie critic... 97% 97% and 100 of top critics watch this. Their whole livelihood mm-hmm. is criti- uh, is uh, judging the merits of a film. And they all said there's something credible and compelling about this film that it's worth watching. Yeah. 100% of them said that. So these are people whose whole livelihood is judging films. And they are in unanimous decision that there's something compelling, worth watching in these documentaries. And Louis Thoreau recently, again, thank God, because sometimes I feel like I'm living in crazy world here. Louis Thoreau, one of the most brilliant, prolific, credible documentarians of all time. Love, love everything he he makes. He is truly one of my heroes. Now, you can say I'm stupid and that I don't do research and that Ethan said watch the documentary over all the evidence. Try saying that to Louis Thoreau. If you can't see that Michael Jackson was a pedophile after watching Dan Reed's documentary, you are willfully blind. And if you are campaigning against it, you are actively colluding in the silencing of victims. What a brilliant yeah. tweet. And of course, if you go down to the comments, the top shit is like, um, This ain't it, fam. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen the documentary yet, 
but FBI conducted thir- 13 years of investigation. Oh, shocking. Wow, I wonder where you got that information. You must have researched <laughs> it yourself. Every time I see it, I cringe. It's like, come on, people. Like, just don't, Our, don't My favorite comment and response was, uh, um, I usually agree with you, Louie, but on this mm. one, it's like, okay. I, the, the second part, what he said about silencing victims is just so true. It's so important. And, and that's just what's so painful for me to watch with the way people are just talking shit about this two guys and in general uh, the victims it's yeah so they changed their story because they're a victim i mean you maybe you haven't been through any experience like that but this is something that is very common with child abuse (coughs) well and their main point that they're clinging to is completely dismantled in the documentary they refuse to watch yeah um, that was kind of what was so heartbreaking and so frustrating about this is like the, if you're willing to go out in public and, um, attack and ridicule and discredit people, because on the other end, what you are defending is potentially one of the most prolific child predators and that that ever lived yeah that has done some of the most so, horrific so if if you're willing to go in public and defend potentially one of the someone who's committed the most heinous crime you can imagine one of the most heinous crimes you can imagine i think you owe it to yourself to do as much research as you can and that unfortunately i hate to tell you includes watching this documentary um that has 100 percent on rotten tomatoes and is widely uh, acclaimed by documentarians. Um, but it's so true. You are campaign. You are campaigning against. You are actively colluding and silencing victims. It's so true. Imagine yeah. you're one of his victims watching this, and uh, you're already. How would grappling. you ever come out yeah. when this is the response? It's like, yeah, you I would s- never. Why? And so you're already going through so much shit. You don't need the whole world shitting on you too. Yeah. Of course, Louis Thoreau puts it so brilliantly, and I'm just such a huge fan of his. Um, were you guys able to find the original meme? Um, I haven't been able to find it yet. The chat has been somewhat helpful. I think they've maybe pointed me in the right direction of the right episode. Yeah. So. Uh, okay, good. The search continues. I'm, clo- I'm closing in. Good. Thank you, chat. Appreciate you guys. Um... So that's kind of, my, and, and then I see this too, which I mean, it's, I hear, I see people saying this. Been two hours already. They say to me, "Oh damn!" <laughs> they go, "Well, I believe that Michael Jackson did the crimes he's accused of, but because he's dead and can't defend himself, it's wrong to drag him." Yeah, that. Um, what? Are that <laughs> th- that statement to me is profoundly. Dumb. <laughs> it's because you're on one hand saying yes, he is uh, committing the most heinous crimes that he never lived the ju- he never got taken to justice for destroying mm-hmm. so many family and so many kids. He never got the justice he deserved. And I f- and I, and and so on one hand you're like he is a a heinous criminal, but on the other hand he can't defend himself. So let's not talk about it. How do those two ideas uh, coexist? How? They don't, I don't, 
I don't, I don't even know what to say about yeah, it. But, it's so stupid. if it was a huge, awful child rapist, we don't deserve to know. Let's not talk about it. I well, would like to know. It's so important because one, a lot of people say, well, he's dead. What does it matter? Okay. Their survivors of his crimes are very much alive. Their pain is very much alive. The, their families that were ripped apart is very much alive. And two, if we as a world enabled Michael Jackson to commit such heinous crimes, if we were collectively groomed and cast under his spell, that is something that we as a world need to grapple with and understand and make sure that we don't enable people to do it again. Mm -hmm. So yeah, should we talk right about him? Should we uh, let it go because he's dead and it doesn't matter? That is absolutely profoundly dumb. I mean, I don't understand that. It's uh, what well, the way I see that is just it's kind of like a Michael Jackson apologist in that denial. Like, it's you're like I don't want to talk about it. You're I, kind of still in denial. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. Kind of like He's the victims dead. were. Right. Exactly. It's proof that they've been groomed. Because I don't want to like, talk about it. You're starting to understand. Yeah, maybe it did do something wrong. Probably, most likely, did. But I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Let's not talk. He's dead. I don't want to drag his name. What are you, his best friend? Well, you don't owe him anything. I don't want to talk about it because he's dead and I feel uncomfortable. What the? F what do you owe him? Since when is that even a thing? What? I don't want to know the truth. He's dead. What does it matter? I don't want to drag his good name. He's passed on. He can't defend himself. Okay, let me speak for him. I didn't do it. That's what ignorance. Hit me with that, uh, make a change, would you? You got it. There were even more, I just, on those facts, right? But, second. Oh no, here we go. Ooh, I'm gonna touch a kid for once in my life. Jamon, it's gonna feel real good. Gonna Jamon. touch his penis. Gonna feel right. Jamon. This isn't going very well. No. <laughs> For once in my life. Oh, that's Stevie Wonder. Whoops, sorry. Ooh, sorry, Stevie. Wrong, wrong. <laughs> sorry, Stevie. Wrong pop icon. <laughs> What's that one song about the? Uh. Someone to need me. Is that? Is that Stevie Wonder as well? Yeah. No, there's a Michael Jackson song about the oh all night long. How's that go? That's Lionel Richie. Oh. No, come on. There's he's got one. Uh, dance, dance with you all night. Yeah, all night. Oh, rock oh, with yeah. you, rock yeah. with you. I want to sleep with you <laughs> all night. I want to touch your penis. All night, don't oh ever tell your parents, <laughs> ever. I like that tight little butthole. Everybody, <laughs> I want to sleep with you. Hey, all night, throw your hands up. You like, want to lick that butt. <laughs> all night, don't tell your parents what happened because I love you. And you'll go to prison forever. Put up your hands, everybody. Did you get your passport? <laughs> Did you get your shots? <laughs> Do you want to come with me to Neverland? How stupid!
to Netherlands. Do that. I want to rock with your dick out all night. Don't ever tell anybody what happened ever. Right? <laughs> right? Anybody? <laughs> oh man! Is Chat enjoying this, or should I stop? <laughs> you should maybe stop. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that bad. Huh? No, I mean, I, I just don't think you should put it out publicly yet. You got to put some polish on that and, you know, a little right, production. Right, right, right. Um, I want to like a good demo. sleep with you all night. If you love me, you'll stay in my bed. I want to be with you. I don't want to, Michael. I want to sleep on the floor all <laughs> night. No, the real question. Can you separate the art from the artist? Yeah, that's a tough one in this case. I think it's too fresh. Yeah. I can't currently listen to Michael Jackson. Um, and I doubt that I'll be able to for the... You know, it's such a shame because, like I said, his music is just mm-hmm. so phenomenal. Uh, R. Kelly, I can live without. <laughs> I, I believe I can fly to I believe I can get my passport papers before I leave to America. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, Currently, I feel like I cannot, too. Because actually what the documentary paints is a picture of a man who his whole life and everything he did revolved around his sexual deviance. He was a man who the music, the act, performance, the fame, the magic, everything was a vehicle to get Mm -hmm. what he wanted from these kids. And I feel that... That's rough. I'm sure that that's not true. I'm sure he had love for the music, and he was he, he was a I'm he sure. was a good he complicated guy, uh, yeah. a decent guy in many ways, a loving guy in many well, ways. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, didn't he do tons for charity and all that kind well, of stuff? But, absolutely. I mean, again, not, again yeah. that's the thing with abuse. I mean, you could be abused by your father, you know. The, of course, the yeah, man no, can be a good take anything away from me. Can yeah. be a good guy still. And do Absol- that's, horrible things. Of course, it's, it's it's really complicated. It always is. Right. Absolutely right. But for now, I think that um, I'm not listening. I personally am not listening to Michael Jackson. I can understand it when it's so fresh, but yeah, I think I personally am able to do the separation. Like I'm not gonna you go jamming out. I mean, I'm not gonna go to listen to him on the drive home tonight <laughs> necessarily. I'm not gonna go out of my way. I think I need some time to. Uh, That's fair. I don't think I'm ready to listen to Michael Jackson. I mean, my go to like my favorite. One of my favorite directors is Woody Allen, which obviously has a ton of baggage associated with him. Yeah. I'm not going to not watch his movies because of that, though. The movies, to me, it, it stands on its own as a piece of art, so. Yep. That's right. I get it, though. Well, you know, a lot of people say about Wagner, right? He was a Nazi sympathizer. But it's been a while now. Like, more than sympathizer. Well, he was a Nazi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was a straight-up Nazi. People like Wagner. So, I don't know. Maybe in a couple hundred years, I can... Ride of the Valkyries, though. Uh, do you, now, what do you actually think that um, Man in the Mirror was about? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm looking at the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to not rape any kids. I think he was, he was trying to coach himself out of it. And if you think any different, I've got a bunch of alarms... In my doorway to let myself <laughs> when people come to take you away. Na na na. No, no, no. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. 
Hey, everyone, put your hands up. Zach, Thanks for coming what out. What are you doing with that? Hey, everybody, put your hands up. We got a special guest here tonight, Michael Jackson. Everybody, we thought he was dead. I'm looking at myself in the mirror. Ooh, there's a naked little boy behind me. Ooh, I got to wrap this song up real quick. Because there's a little boy I got to fuck and I want to put his head in my lap. All right, all right. No more. Zach. All right. Special guest, Michael Jackson, everybody. (laughs) Give a round of applause. Incredible performance. Dave, were you able to find the uh, Grandpa Abe meme? I I have not been able to find it. And chat's been on it, too. Unless unless I missed it. I'm so yeah. curious. You know it's something so good. Like <laughs> somebody, somebody claimed a specific episode was actually a Treehouse of uh, Treehouse of Horror uh, episode. You know, the their... sign says something like totally nuts. <laughs> yeah, from probably. Yeah, I mean that character is a loon. It's... Well, um, that about. Oh, I'm beginning to do this. Extreme Vape Nation, guys. If you have submissions for us, anything oh, yeah. you want to submit. Podcast at h3h3productions.com. We would always love to hear you. Uh, last a few episodes ago, we asked for Vape Nation and Extreme Places, and you all answered the call. They delivered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Vape Nation! River rafting in South Carolina. Courtney and Corey. That's cute that their names are Courtney and Corey. <laughs> it's like the same name. Yeah. This is the seed bank, right? Yeah. This is really cool. Um, Greenland? Right? Svante... Roland Huggin. Svante Roland Huggin. What is the seed of all? So, this is super freaking cool. It's in like some frigid. Uh, I'll say it's either in Greenland or maybe <laughs> Iceland. But <coughs> it's in some frigid area that's always frozen over. They have a, a replica of every seed of every plant species on Earth hmm. as a bank, uh, uh, just in case, you know? Why does it look like. Like if the world gets nuked and we Well, it's underground. Rebuild. It's like a, it's a underground. Okay, I can't tell what I'm looking at. It's just the it's door, door to a big bunker. There's like yeah. a big complex underground Isn't where they so store cool? like yeah. every seed of every plant on the planet, essentially. Isn't that the coolest thing? Like sometimes humanity is the co- does the coolest I mean, you shit. Cool yeah. <laughs> um, Michael Jackson's like sleeping with little boys. And meanwhile, some dude's like, I'm going to make a seed vault. Um, Eiffel Tower, Very Papa cool. Blast. I think that was actually Tokyo Tower. Oh. Oh, what a scam. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is very beautiful. So shout out to Jordan. God bless. Mm-hmm. Who is this Jordan? Okay, I thought I recognized him. <laughs> I don't, but love you anyway. Same place, apparently. South Dakota Hayden. God bless you, Papa Bless. Babe Nash to you. Uh Ooh. anime convention, the most exotic place on earth. <laughs> most Megan. Extreme place. Yeah, Megan, shout out to Megan at the anime convention. I've heard that's the, one of the most dangerous environments to be in on the planet Earth, though. <laughs> Brave the the wilderness for me. Nick in South Africa. Don't <laughs> slip. Vape Nash, Papa Bless. And we've got in the hospital battling pneumonia, Alyssa, oh, no. Papa Bless you. Quick recovery to you, Vape Nash. Uh Teddy Fresh Hat. <laughs> Ukraine. Hannah. Peace Corps trip. Dude, you're a good person. No vape nation, but rocking that Teddy Fresh Hat. Well, <laughs> Papa Bless to you and uh, and your mission there of peace. Vape Nation on a rock. <laughs> um, Pikes Peak, Colorado. 14,000. Wait, that's not it, is it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That one's Pikes Peak. Joe. 
This is really high up. Nepal, Alice, and the H3 merch, throwing a pop of us. That's very nice. Blowing fat clouds everywhere he goes. Uh, this is Christian. The Bolivian Salt Flats. Is this the same person? Doesn't look like Doesn't look it. Like no, I don't think so. Well, shout out to this dude, too. I don't know. I, I don't know, know why he didn't get a title. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Damn, dude. Decked out. You went all out for this one, huh? Um, Phil. You just got filled in. Washington, D.C. Vape Nation. <laughs> really <laughs> representing there. That's great. Lots of canyon shots. Um, Dana at the Grand Canyon. That's a canyon. <laughs> Vape Nation to you. Uh, Nicolaj at the top of the Burj. Khalifa, Papa Bless, man, you guys spread the love, even to, uh, even to, uh, where's you that? You know what's a canyon? Dubai. Dubai, thank you. In Hebrew, canyon is a shopping mall. Sorry? A canyon. <laughs> in like, Hebrew is a shopping mall? Canyon. Uh, we should make a shopping mall in the Grand Canyon and call it <laughs> the oh, yeah. canyon. The canyon canyon. Yeah, the canyon canyon. Hey. Um, this guy is doing an SOS for flyover planes. Vape God. I think it says no. It says vape cod because he's oh, on vape he's cod. Vape cod. Vape cod. That's very clever, Sam. Thank you for repping your niche. We've got uh, Axel. That's a f- badass name. Axel in Thailand. <laughs> on one hand, desecrating the uh, holy <laughs> site that you're visiting, and so I I thank you for that. So, guys, thank you for nice. for contributing. What a thrill! I mean, my <laughs> goodness. Somebody had a skydiving one, but it was. The sound was, was bad, and he, it was a quick flash. Um, I don't have a link here to it, but appreciate you too. Do we want to watch um, uh, Ian and Zach? You both watched the documentary. Tell me what you think, for Christ's sake. Ian, you always got hot takes. Tell me. Oh uh, no, no hot takes. I thought it was pretty disturbing. Okay, disturbing I thought you were gonna just cop out. I mean, you have an opinion about it. Well, I can't post my Simpson meme from back here. I don't mm. have access. <laughs> Um, I just got a note from Ela. She sends me secret notes. She said, "Wrap it up soon. I need to pee." <laughs> Why? Are you... Well, I thought it was funny. So I'll just say it out loud next well, time. Well, Ela, you know, pregnant women, their bladders get squeezed by the expanding in their body. So she has. By the way, marriage. while we were talking about Michael Jackson, um, the baby was kicking. Hmm. Aww. What does that mean? I don't know. Each. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to watch Kanye Soul Plane first, Ela? Yeah. Let's wrap it up with something we, joyous. We gotta watch that. Ian, you narrate this, because you're the Kanye <laughs> super fan. Uh, Ian, I swear to God, go to... Uh, Ian and Dan, switch spots. <laughs> really? Alright, hold on. Yeah, Ian, I, you have to narrate this. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Let's see what's going on back there. There he is. Right, <laughs> Dan is out there on the mi- the maestro. Dan is on the maestro, mixing it up. Okay, Ian, I'm going to play this, so you let me know what we're, we're looking at, okay? Okay. <laughs> uh, so he was in uh, Seattle doing his church service at the Adidas headquarters on Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> then this was on the plane flight back to uh, Calabasas. Did he charter the whole plane? Are these trail? all strangers? No just way. Like, yeah, he just inspired. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is his, all his crew, right? I I would believe so, yeah. I like to imagine there's one guy who's not, and he's just <laughs> hating. <this. laughs> that guy in front kind of looks confused. The camera's on. 
I'm sure that, I don't know. They sound way too good. I think this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's his gang. I think this probably were performing at the church. I love how happy Kanye looks. <laughs> he's been looking so happy lately. Yeah. It makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> I, he's all smiles. <laughs> Do you really want me? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> right? Do you really want me? Oh, oh. <laughs> 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 All right. Thank you, Ian. Anything else you want to add, Ian, now that you're in the hot seat? Put the camera on Ian and let's, let's talk to Ian. Um, Ian. Oh, boy. When can we get a PowerPoint? There's not been a lot of spicy stuff for a PowerPoint. Or are you being too picky? Yeah, I think he I am very picky. I am very picky. Ian, tell me, you watched all three parts of the documentary. Did you, you went in neutral, is that right? Pretty much, yeah. And you came out neutral? I mean, it's definitely, it's not a difficult task for me to distance from Michael because I'm not not a Michael listener. yeah. Yeah, okay. Um... It's it's interesting to watch, kind of removed, to see, because he is a hero to so many people. So watching them struggle with that has been it, it's interesting to dig into for sure. Um, but yeah, I it's more than likely some some bad things happened. More than likely, you already hear from Ian Adult. <laughs> you can call me stupid, but you cannot call it Ian stupid. That guy puts together powerpoints like you've never seen. All right, Ian, thank you. Thank you. Um, you, you guys can switch off. Remember, ladies, he is single and he's going to the movies by himself, which is so tragic and adorable. At the same time, you can save him. Should I give your Instagram uh, name or no? You can find it easily. Dan is also single. As I uh, is that right, Dan? Uh, yeah. I mean, yes. Dan doesn't like hmm. girls too young. What's your bottom, your, your barrier for age? <laughs> like Ian well, does. not too young, but I mean like, well, no, Ian's, I mean, Ian is, is younger. Dan is older. Dan, your barrier for entry is 25, right? Yeah, that's that's a decent floor. I, I'm, so let's I'm not, 31, so I mean, yes, right? That, that exactly. seems about. And Ian is like 23, so there's a big, you know. Yeah. Ian could get some... <laughs> it just sounded funny. Yeah, okay, fine. I, I'll give you that. <laughs> but I'm just saying Dan is a very eligible bachelor. He's handsome, he's gainfully employed, he's smart, he's insightful, and he is very, very single, ladies. Speaking <laughs> of bachelor, we never talked about Maybe not about very, very single. Yeah, I don't know that why... Sounds, that sounds yeah, bad. That's desperate. Yeah. <laughs> I am so fucking single. Zach is taken, right, Zach? I am a taken man and very uh, in a very happy relationship. All right, well, I, she, I, she's not watching. You don't have to try so hard. What are you even doing here? <laughs> <laughs> does she watch this act? Yeah, she does. Okay, oh. so she'll she'll have heard that. Yeah. Is there anything you want to say to her? Highlands, how you doing? Aw. Not how as romantic you? as the front. Aw. <laughs> Linz is her name? Lindsay. Lindsay. Yeah. Lindsay, you got a great guy. And you Lindsay, those jackets you make are fire. Just going to put know. that out there. He, uh, got the Dan, do you go watch movies by yourself? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I have. It's not a weekly occurrence for me. Is there anything adorable, acute, and vulnerable you can share with us? <laughs> you know, it's no. not as pathetic as you're making it sound. It's adorable, Ian. It really is so sweet. Oh man! No, okay. no I, there's nothing. There's, there's nothing sweet about me. I'm I'm cold, bitter, and uh, well, if that's what you're into, you Dan is yeah. single. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's wrap it up. We've done it. We've seen it all. We've, We've done talked it. about it. How do we, uh, you know, t- God damn it, we did it. I'm sure people will be very uh, torn. 
That's fine. I already see the uh, like to dislike ratio. It's actually not that bad. Well, at first it was like 50% down, but yeah, I feel yeah, like the Michael Jackson defense force can only do so much damage. Hey, like I said, when you made that tweet that's so controversial, you go look at the ratio. Mm-hmm. It's, it's still healthy, man. Thanks. Likes, the likes to comments. So, uh, hey, uh, That's all that matters in life, really, is likes. So, What does the 12-year-old boy say when he's in bed with Michael Jackson? <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> he says... <laughs> Come on, me! You couldn't not do it. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up, guys. We thank you, and of course, my guys out there who are all single. Um, not I, all. I wish I could hook you up. I don't know how to help you. <laughs> Start a dating yeah. site. H3 dating site would be kind of dope, wouldn't it? <laughs> hook you up with some H3 fans, singles. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I'd be down to host like a singles uh, night. Speed dating, <laughs> where I'm on the mic and I'm like, uh, <laughs> oh my god, that would be the most painful thing. <laughs> I wonder how we can make that happen. Um, at any rate, thank you guys so much. We have guests coming. Ooh, what do we have planned, Dan? You know uh, better than me. Yeah, Not I, next week though. Is- I don't think there's anybody next week yet, uh, but I believe the following week we have. Uh, I think <laughs> next up is Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn, yeah. wonderful, People have been requested. hilarious, also terrific up. comedian. After yep. that, we have Slow Mo guys. Right. And after that, yet I am personally excited to meet with Emma Chamberlain, who oh. is a. Is that confirmed? Yes, it's confirmed. Hey, okay. And cool. so I'm, cool. I'm a fan. I like her. She's extremely successful. Up and coming. Well, she's already come up. She's not. Yeah. She's up and she's going up higher. <laughs> uh, Emma Chamberlain, very talented young uh, lady. Um, that about wraps it up, my dudes. Have a terrific weekend, and remember to Jamone. What is Jamone? I think it's Shamo. What is Shamon? S H in there. You don't want to know. <laughs> it's getting into the groove. You know, it's just it's like Shamon. You're scatting the vocals. Okay. Thank you, Zach. Well, that's it. So. Enjoy the weekend. Love y'all. I love y'all so much, but. Uh, Song's ending. Okay, bye. Just wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> End it. Bye, everybody.